In the pressure cooker of the NBA playoffs, there's no room to fake it. Every pass, shot, and dribble is immediately consequential. The playoffs are the time for the real. Real stakes, real emotions, real sweat, blood, and tears, real legacies. Which teams will rise from the chaos? Which teams will conquer? Which team is going to make this year their year? You already know when and where to find these moments of unscripted, pure entertainment. Don't miss one minute of the action. Tune into the NBA playoffs on ESPN and ABC. We are welcoming a new show to iHeart and the DraftKings YouTube channel. It is called Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano. It is an insider look at the NBA and the coaches surrounding the league. Every week, the five-time All-Star and the number one pick in the 2010 NBA Draft, John Wall, will give his unique perspective on hot topics in the league and tell the best behind-the-scenes stories from his time in the NBA. So check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Teledano on the iHeartRadio app, the DraftKings YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Don't miss the new docuseries Black Twitter, a people's history from Onyx Collective and Hulu. Based on the Wired cover story by Jason Parham and directed by Princess Penny. Executive producer of Insecure, Black Twitter. A People's History tells the story of how black voices found a new home online and blossomed into a force for change, while laying down some hilarious tweets along the way. If you were there for Meet Me in Temecula or Thanksgiving Clapback, you need to see this series. If you weren't there, time to dive in. Watch how Black Lives Matter grew and gained force because of the voices on Black Twitter, bringing these issues to the forefront like never before. From the means to the movements, see how this powerful community shapes culture, society, and politics. Black Twitter, a people's history, is now streaming on Hulu. Black Tech Green Money isn't just about telling the stories of successful black entrepreneurs. It's also about giving actionable and wealth-building strategies that help you protect the future of our communities. That's why we're pleased to be supported by State Farm Insurance. State Farm also believes that we must invest in our communities to achieve economic growth by sponsoring programs like the AXO which rewards high school students for their academic achievements. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. All right, so there we were, cruising through the new open-air zoo, when I realized that the park was closing in like 15 minutes. Luckily, we were in my Nissan Rogue. With its powerful VC turbo engine, well, we had time to see all the animals. Whoa! And outrun a few! Drive the Nissan Rogue. This radio show is more important than any other mainstream media outlet. The Breakfast Club. Don't play with it, don't play with it, don't play with it. Come on, baby, don't play with it. Wake up, Green Guy! You think I'm coming here when this shit ain't hot? DJ Envy and Charlemagne the God. Being here next to all of you guys, it's really big. It's one of my favorite shows to do. Just because y'all always keep it 100, y'all keep it real. But what better place than, than here? I think everybody should go on The Breakfast Club and start That's with that true. if yes. you want to shake it up. Good morning, USA! Yo, 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 Charlemagne the God. Peace to the planet, it's Thursday! Hey, Jess Hilarious is back. What up, Jess? What's up, y'all? How y'all doing? Good morning, Jess Hilarious. Oh, you got another little... Okay, yeah, every, that's a cup. Oh, so, this is a cup. But you said every day you're going to switch every it? Every day I'm going to switch it up and have my cup but match either match my nails or my... No, excuse me. Either my nails or my outfit. Which one to match today? Your nails. nails. Yes. Your nails. What's yes. the R stand for? Oh, my God. Um, Rutgers Robin. Robin. My middle name. Oh. 
Did you say Rikers? Rikers. Rutgers. Oh, no. Oh, Rutgers. Oh, that's what it really stands for? That's yes. what it really stands for, but I thought you could, but, but your middle name is also, you, that's why you got it. It's, oh, all right. So it's going to be for Robin today. Shut up. I didn't know that's what it was for. I got this at a rest stop. Yeah, Rutgers, because oh, okay. Rutgers in Jersey. That's oh, like the God. big college yes. in Jersey. I went with my boyfriend to work one day, right? Because, you know, he drives trucks or whatever. And then, yeah, so we, stopped. Drive. we stopped. We stopped. What'd okay. you say? Y'all just went for a ride then. No, we didn't. He was working, and I was just there with him. Yeah, I just wanted to see what it's like. You know, I would never bring him to work with me. How far did you I just go? To see. How far did y'all go? Jersey. That's only the only that's the only place I can go. From DC to Jersey, that's it, and wow. then back round okay. trip. So that's a Rutgers University Cup. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's, that's Rutgers. Oh yes, go Rutgers. Yep. Oh, I didn't boy. even know that. <laughs> is that an HB, uh, HBCU? No, it's not an HBCU. I already knew. I was just making sure y'all... Oh, yeah. my goodness. Okay. Yo, look, real quick. Yes. Yo, the Jenkins community is definitely canceling. No. Wow, what happened? They protesting oh you? Yo, yes. First of all, they, I made fun of um, someone's divorce. You and didn't then, make fun of nobody's divorce. You made fun of a black last name. Yes. That's it. And I'm like, first of all, I'm black, so I can do that. And, and you know, make fun of a black last name. Uh-huh. All it was like it's hella Jenkins in my DMs like oh yeah um we hope you did it did 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 Jenkins is pissed off at you yes all the Jenkins a lot of Jenkins and I'm like wow first of all I can see if the Asians had a problem with me but not the, the Jenkins. Jenkins all I saw was a bunch of Fergusons and Washingtons upset because they said they got the blackest last name no Jones Jones was real mad like the Joneses oh, Jones. was like whoa how you going to Joneses I we think was white when I think Joneses remember they always say you want to keep up with the Joneses no you know what I mean? but it was you like, think middle class suburban Mrs. Jones. That's why I'm yeah. Like, and the Joneses is just the real popular black people. The real popular black people. <laughs> yeah. You want to keep up with the black Joneses. I think Washington, <laughs> Jenkins, uh, Jackson, Johnson. Jackson, Jefferson too. Really, all Jeff- the names after oh, presidents. Because you know they we all come from the slave, slave masters. You know what yeah. I mean? Jeff- so most people would pre- the, most of the presidents. Besides got the president's the last names. Jackson, oh. Jackson Johnson, definitely. Jackson, Jackson Johnson, Johnson, and Jefferson. Washington, if, if, Jenkins. If, if, yeah. Now, Jeannie Jefferson. <laughs> Jeannie <laughs> Jefferson would be crazy. Uh-huh. Oh, uh-huh. Yeah. I'm like, uh-uh. Uh-uh. You want to take his last, I mean, our last name. Uh-uh. <laughs> don't nah. even do that to her. Yeah. Jeannie yeah. Jefferson. But no, nah, I was not making fun of anybody's divorce. I don't do that. I don't do that. I give everybody no, who's going through a divorce grace. You didn't. Yep. You, she All right. right. No, she didn't. She was just talking last names. Now, Malcolm Gladwell will be joining us this morning. Yes. He just released a six-part series on his podcast, uh, Revisionist History. That's what it's called? Yes, and it's about uh, gun violence, actually. It's mm-hmm. about what America gets wrong about guns. Hmm. Just okay. don't think Malcolm Gladwell know anything, but we'll talk about Whoa. it. Whoa, I did not say that. <laughs> I just said he's Canadian. and He's Jamaican. He, he couldn't really. Yeah, that too. Still not <laughs> that, American, but he couldn't really answer what we needed he's to know about America. He's one of the most America. brilliant people in the world. I didn't say he wasn't. Yes. I just asked him... <laughs> Some questions. We'll see. He's, we'll very, he's a very thoughtful person. So it's like when you ask him certain things, he thinks about he it. He's thinking a lot. Or he'll just let you know that's I, that's not me. I'm I'm Canadian. Yeah. I, you know? Or sometimes he'll think and then just still won't answer the question. <laughs> yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah, All great right. interview, though. Well, let's get the show cracking. Front page news. Tesla Figaro will be joining us. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Oh, my God. This is my song. <laughs> Man, you got you to see Scissor in concert. <laughs> I know. Me I went, and I was oh supposed to go. I went to the SOS tour two weeks ago. A fa- fantastic. You really be up in these concerts, boo. What? My oldest daughter is a big Scissor fan. He always liked to put it on nah, the Nah, nah, nah. He be fronting sometimes because he was supposed to go see Beyonce. He ain't go see B. Oh, okay. No, I, I, did wanna, I wanted to go see Beyonce. But okay. if, if you leave it up to me, I'm not going. But my daughter is at that age where she liked to go to concerts and stuff. Now. And you yeah. didn't go to Renaissance? 
No. Nope. Right, are you going to the, the, the movie? Because you know she's dropping the whole movie situation might. for the people who, will. who didn't not going to movie. I'll probably see. If, I, I'm sure Beyonce going to keep her tour going next year. Just out the country. I'll go check it. I'll, go, I'll catch it somewhere. Okay. All mm -hmm. right. That's how you talk when you got money. Yeah. I'll catch no, it. That's not true. I'll catch it in Australia. You know what I mean? She in South Africa. I'll check it. We're going to catch it in Nigeria. I saw Beyonce in South Africa in 20... What was that? When she did Global Citizen? Talk that talk. I know. That's right. And I still ain't get the Turks yet. Well, Alright, y'all go ahead Alright, good morning We are The Breakfast Club Jess Hilarious is here <laughs> And let's get in some Front page news What up, Tiz? Hey, What's going on, DJ Envy? Good morning, gorgeous hey. Jess and Uncle Snacks Charlamagne the God Peace, Ted Alright, now last <laughs> night The Aces beat the Liberty uh, They are a two-peater So congratulations to the Aces Los Angeles Or uh, Vegas Aces Drop one of the clues Bombs for the Los, An uh, Los Vegas Aces mm -hmm. Asia Wilson South Carolina 803 all day Salute Yep, and uh, tonight the Jaguars and take on the, the Saints. And she was the finals MVP, too. Yeah, she was the finals MVP as well. And NFL, the Jaguars take on the Saints tonight at 8.15 on Amazon Prime. Now, Biden is uh, giving some money, huh? $100 million? Ooh. Yep, $100 millions. America has obviously figured out how to send more money uh, overseas. Some folks agree with it, some don't. But uh, he announced $100 million will be going to humanitarian relief, uh, which some folks are uh, pleased about that. And he also pledged his loyalty to Israel. Let's take Listen. Today, I'm also announcing $100 million in new U.S. funding for humanitarian assistance in both Gaza and the West Bank. This money will support more than 1 million displaced and conflict-affected Palestinians, including emergency needs in Gaza. I'm here to tell you the terrorists will not win. Freedom will win. So let me end where I began. <clears throat> Israel, you're not alone. The United States stands with you. Listen, whatever you have to do to keep global stability in America, do it. But when I hear... A uh, hundred million. When I hear the president say things like, you know, we can take care of both, you know, Ukraine, you know, and, and Israel, you know, and uh, uh, Palestine, because they Palestine getting it back, too. I'm like, well, can somebody take care of America? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that, <laughs> that, that's what seems so crazy. When you look at how many people are homeless and you look at how many people are struggling, yes. how many people lost their jobs and, and, and can't get by, and you, you see the president talking about a hundred million dollars. I don't have listen. Take care. It seems like take lot, care man. of other countries. You know, for for global stability, I'm cool with that. But can you take care of America? Take care well, of you know, what I mean, well, I'm starting to realize American foreign policy priority is not everyday American people's priority. It's really yep. just that simple. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's not. And, and Republican uh, presidential candidate Governor Ron DeSantis disagrees uh, with sending the money for different reasons. But I want you to take a listen to what he had to say. And I want to give you some more information on the warning that President Biden uh, entered to Hamas. But let's listen quickly to what Ron DeSantis had to say. He's sending $100 million to the Gaza Strip for, quote, humanitarian assistance. The problem with that is Hamas runs the Gaza Strip. That is going to be commandeered by Hamas. And oh, by the way, Hamas is still holding people hostage. They're still holding Americans hostage. I would not send that money. And I've actually challenged all the other Republican presidential candidates to uh, step up to the plate and join me in saying, don't send money to Hamas. Hey, yeah. man. Oh. oh, go ahead, Ted. Go ahead, Charlamagne. No, I was just going to say, you know, you got money for war, but can't feed the poor like Pac said. You know, the money spent on the military, money spent on foreign policy, all of our tax dollars that could be used on struggling Americans. Like I said, I'm all for, you know, doing what you got to do to keep global stability in America. But you got to take care of home first, man. Absolutely. Home is not being taken care of first.
So while he's encouraging presidential candidates to step up to the plate and say, don't send send the money. Remember, the actual Republicans that can actually probably stop this or vote against this still don't have a speaker of the House. So I just want to remind you of that. You know, mm-hmm. every day, uh, Jim Jordan, he tried yesterday again to be voted in the speaker of the House and actually did worse than he did on Tuesday. Twenty people voted against him on Tuesday. Yesterday, 22 people voted against him. So uh, he is not growing in popularity. So, again, no speaker of the House. I want people to I keep saying it every day, uh, guys, because I want people to understand that if we uh this government shutdown we're in the middle still of a shutdown um that was just a pause that we had and it will affect it will trickle down and affect jobs and so uh this is a big deal to not have a speaker of a house and also president biden uh, in that clip you heard earlier he went on to issue a warning to hamas saying that if hamas hamas diverts or steals any of the assistance because this is supposed to go to the palestine people he said this will demonstrate once again that they have no concern for the welfare of the palestinian people and they will end it uh, as a practical matter so again a lot of conversation about that saying, you know, you're sending it over there, but then you're also saying that if Hamas inter- intervenes, the people, the citizens won't get the help that they need. So there's conversation about that was saying, well, you know, are why won't you continue to help the people regardless of what Hamas is doing, which people consider a terrorist group. So uh, th- there's a lot of people feeling a lot. Um, what you guys said would have, make sure you send money to American uh, pro-Palestinian people are saying you're doing this with strings attached. So you're really not trying to help Palestinian people and then of course republicans are saying don't do it at all because uh it's no point and question so where, do they, where, where do they send that money when they send it to palestine do they cash at people do they can send it to the government <laughs> probably send it to the government or, or the humanitarian aid whoever's the aid out there with you know the hospitals or supplies i guess they break it down to a bunch of different places i, I, I just wonder how do they how do they even how do they know the money is given no, to the they people who actually need it they didn't venmo it they didn't say venmo sure? to, I'm, I'm positive <laughs> You sure? I'm not sure. You, I know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that is your front page news. Get it off yeah. your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, hit us up right now. Again, 800-585-1051. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. This is your time to get it off your chest. Keep calling. 800-585-1051. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Hello. Who's this? Yeah, what's up, MB? What's up, Trav? Hey, Peace, what up, sis? How you doing, beautiful? I'm good. I won't talk to you. I'm talking to Sean. Sean, don't get quiet now. Don't be here. Oh, hello. Damn, I didn't hear you call me beautiful. What's happening? He didn't mean it. Why does that, why does that like just talking? Because that that's what it says. How you doing? Oh, look. Look who they done dragged up this morning. Look who they done dragged. Look who Sean made a drag in this morning. Hey, uh-huh. yeah. Mm-hmm. And what's that? What you uh-huh. got to say about it? <laughs> I ain't got nothing to say about it. Not, not now. Maybe tomorrow. Okay. Because okay. I got something else to talk about right now. Okay. I'm going to talk about Young Jock. Oh, my so, God. What Young okay. Jock do? Whatever wow. Young Jock. One thing I don't do is ever call in and speak on behalf of entire communities. But today I'm calling in to speak on behalf of the entire gay, bisexual, whatever you are community. Why you just ain't say the alphabet? LGBTQ+. The entire Lavigatia community. The entire Lavigatia community. I'm speaking on behalf. Right. He said that he can't perform for the LGBT community because he is scared that men are going to be looking at him with lustful eyes. So I'm speaking on behalf of the entire community. Young Jock, nobody looking at you with lustful eyes in the gay community. Meet me at the Don't band. Perform your song. It's going down. You know Meet me. <laughs> Nobody don't pay you no money. I mean, if you do his, if he do say it's going down now, what would you think, Josh? <laughs> <laughs> Ain't nobody looking at young Jock like that. I promise you, Jock, you can come perform 
everything's gonna party with you and you can go home. <laughs> right. Okay. All right. Right. I'm sure Young Jack appreciates uh, your, your vote of confidence, Trap. <laughs> I know he's getting up getting ready for his morning show that nobody's gonna listen to. But <laughs> that's one of the People do listen to Jock morning show. Uh, his morning show yeah. does well in Atlanta. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. Jock yeah, and Miss Shanika. And that's the right place. <laughs> that is, that is, I wonder how they feel about that in Atlanta when I think about that. Hey, listen, his radio show does great. No, his radio show does very uh-huh. well. What you mean? Like, I wonder, because Atlanta's a very gay city. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I... I he probably I, getting... He probably... His phone line's probably going I know. Right. I will say this, though. Hello? A lot of... A lot of uh, oh, Hold on one second, Alex. Go ahead. Oh, but, uh, a lot of... All right, so... A lot of gay men... I mean, a lot of straight men do think that gay men always want them. That's not the case. That's not the case. But yeah. here's the thing. Straight men think all women want them, too. <laughs> you know what I'm well, saying? Well, yeah. You know what I mean? So, it's the straight men. It's the straight men fault. Yeah, yeah it straight is. Straight men okay. just think everybody wants them. Everybody want them. Charlamagne want me. <laughs> Right. You ain't straight. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> you ain't straight. I ain't doing Alex. You actually crooked. <laughs> you cur- and you cur- Two crooked niggas. This is crazy. <laughs> oh god. Hold on, Alex, man. <laughs> Get it off your chest. Eight hundred five eight five one zero five one. If you need to hit us up now, it's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. It's a new day. This is your time to get it off your chest. Wake up. Wake up. Whether you're mad or blessed, it's time to get up and get something. Call up now. 800-585-1051. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Alex, what up, man? What's going on, guys? How y'all doing? I'm good, up, brother. Alex? Get it off your chest, Alex. All right, so I just want to know, because I'm, in, I'm currently in the U.S. military. I'm a veteran. And that $100 million kind of triggered me, that final news. And I should probably think of saying it, but I'm going to say it anyway. The VA hospitals just don't, you know, look out for us veterans that actually went overseas and protected the United States. It's crazy as hell that you just give $100 million and never take her care of home or elite the veteran. Listen, man, and, that, and that's why when Donald Trump says things like America, America first, you know, whether he believes that or not, whether he's really telling the truth about that, it hits. People do. It hits. You know what I mean? The yeah. fastest way to lose support is, is when you're not taking care of home, period. Yeah, exactly. And I, I just have one more thing before hang up. So I'm the candle guy as well that dropped up the candles. I'm also the veteran and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I, I did an HBCU and a uh, uh, mental health candle that I want to give some of the proceeds to like HBCUs and mental health. I just want to know if y'all be able to like help support it or let me hold on. Are you, the, are you the guy that made the Dallas Cowboy and New York Giants candle yes, and everything? Is. Yes, he is. Yes. You got to do something with your wick. You yeah, don't really have a uh, the, the little, when you light it. It's, it's called a wick. Yeah, it, yeah, doesn't, it doesn't burn too good. Yeah, the wick ain't long enough. Yeah, I, I, I changed the wick now to wood wick. Yeah, I need a longer wick. Charlamagne needs a longer wick. He said he wick. got the long, thick wood wicks. You want the... <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. what he's... No, that's, that's what, what he said. said. Yeah. He got that just yeah, Charlamagne wants the long the, wood wick. Man, the shut up, y'all. The that's what you said. Okay. Yeah. So, yes, I, I, put, I put the thicker wood wicks in it now because I, I was wearing those same issues. <laughs> I got a hoodie on because you said you do what? I do the candle. So, I did a mental health candle with some shades. No, we heard that part. We heard that part. We used about the wick. Oh, the wicks. I put... I got now wood wicks. Okay. The wood Listen, wick. That I put in the candle so it can burn evenly and stronger. Yeah, he, needs, he needs a stronger wood oh, wick. Oh, yeah, he so. got the strong wood. You yeah, bring it up here, bro. Yeah. <laughs> bring it up. <laughs> bring it up here. Bring the wood up here, bro. <laughs> <laughs> the strong wood. <laughs> no wood to burn it out. 
All right, brother. You have a good one, man. I love candles. All right, y'all have a good one. I'm Thank at you. that age where candles are a very meaningful gift. Yeah. Salute to the young ladies who gave me some candles at the Mental Wealth Expo. I can't remember their names right now. I'll shout y'all out tomorrow. All right. Well, get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. Now, we got rumors on the way. What are we talking about? Oh, yeah. my Just with God. the God. It's so crazy. What, what, what? What are we talking about? I, we gonna, we'll find out right when we come back. That means she ain't even put it together. She ain't ready yet. Yeah. She's going to freestyle. That's yeah, all right. It's all great. good. That's what we're going to do. Just with the mess is coming up, so don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Any beat. The Breakfast Club. In the pressure cooker of the NBA playoffs, there's no room to fake it. When the NBA championship is on the line, every pass, every shot, and every dribble is immediately, undeniably consequential. The playoffs are the time for the real. Real stakes, real emotions, real sweat, real blood, and real tears. Trust me, I know what it takes to bring home a championship ring. The regular season is tough, but these games are a completely different level. Now is the time when legacies are made. The best team will bring home the Larry O'Brien Trophy and add their name to basketball history. Will we see a battle between marquee franchises or will we see a new champion crowned? Which teams will rise from the chaos? Which teams will conquer? Which team is going to make this year their year? These are the moments of unscripted, pure entertainment that only happen on the hardwood. You've waited all season for this. It's time to take it to the next level. Don't miss one minute of the action. Tune into the NBA playoffs on ESPN and ABC. Seeing our communities grow and thrive is something we care deeply about here at Black Tech Green Money. State Farm Insurance also cares about the growth of black communities. They're actively investing in programs and initiatives that help provide financial literacy, give early career advice, and grow black-owned businesses, thus leading to generational wealth, which helps protect the future of our communities. We want to build a future that we all can be proud of. State Farm understands that representation alone doesn't equate to authenticity. It also requires active sponsorship of programs like the AXO, a year-long program that recognizes and rewards high school students for their academic and cultural achievements, along with funding programs like Project Ready, a national urban league program committed to educational achievement of black and brown youth that has awarded over $11 million in scholarship offers to date. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities and can have a long-lasting impact. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. If you're looking for the most epic place on Earth, let's start at the base of a massive waterfall. Then trek through the thick jungle. Then climb to the peak of a snowy mountaintop. Then once you get there, keep going. Because with intelligent 4x4 and 7 drive modes and a Nissan Pathfinder, the search is the real adventure. Available feature. Intelligent 4x4 cannot prevent collisions or provide enhanced traction in all conditions. Always monitor traffic and weather conditions. We're welcoming a new show to iHeart and the DraftKings YouTube channel. It's called Point Game with John Wall and CJ Teledano. It's an insider's look at the NBA and the coaches surrounding the league. Every week, the five-time All-Star and the number one pick in the 2010 NBA Draft, John Wall, will give us his unique perspective on the hottest topics in the league and tell the best behind-the-scenes stories from his time in the NBA. CJ will be bringing his A-list comedian buddies to keep it light and fire off some hoop takes. Plus, John will be inviting current and former NBA players, friends, and teammates to join the show as well to give their unfiltered accounts of what really goes on in the league from a player's perspective. So check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Teledano on the iHeartRadio app, the DraftKings YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to podcasts. How do we level the playing field for all entrepreneurs? 55% of white businesses survive the startup phase, while only 4% of black businesses do the same. So I want every black entrepreneur to know about the One Million Black Businesses Initiative. The One Million Black Businesses Initiative is an award-winning program created by Shopify 
and Operation Hope. They're on a mission to start, grow, and scale 1 million black businesses by 2030, driving wealth creation for the black community. Out of 6 million employer-owned businesses in the U.S., only 2.3% have black ownership. This program gives black entrepreneurs tools and resources to level the playing field. From free business coaching to tailored training and extended free Shopify trial. Shopify's made a 10-year, multi-million dollar commitment to the program, and it's working. The initiative already started, supported, and engaged with over 334,000 black businesses, helping them operate businesses that sell anything from skateboards to coffee beans to apparel. Business owners love this program. Simone Harvin, founder of SC Creative Group, says, The 1 million black businesses experience for me was unlike any other program I've been a part of, primarily because it was for us and it was by us. Here at Drink Champs, we are always interacting with our listeners, many being black entrepreneurs. Shopify is one of those platforms that empowers and emboldens entrepreneurship. So chart your own path for business success with the 1 Million Black Businesses Initiative and Shopify. Bring your business to Shopify with an exclusive offer at shopify.com slash B-E-N, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash B-E-N. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Charlemagne the God, Jess Hilarious. We are The Breakfast Club. Let's get to Jess with the mess. News is real. News is real. Jess Hilarious, Jessica Robin Wood. Jess don't do no lying. This is The Rumor Report. I don't do that. Stop. It's Jess with the mess. I know this is real. On The Breakfast Club. I know they know this. This is real. Okay, so Tyler Perry is building a five-bedroom home for 93-year-old woman fighting land developers who attempted to bully and intimidate her into selling her family property. That's right. That's in South Carolina. Yes, yeah. yes. We talked about that a couple like months ago. Story. They were trying to take a property mm-hmm. away because they wanted to build something on it, a roadway or a highway or something they were trying to build on it, I believe. And yeah. That's dope. Tyler Perry. Salute to Tyler Perry. Tyler, yes, Tyler's yes. that guy. Mm-hmm. He is that guy. I just want to know why this 93-year-old woman needs a five-bedroom home. Grandkids. It's the grandkids. That's what No, for us. It's the grandkids. Yeah, it's the grandkids for the grandkids. I was ready to say. I'm ready to move. Go ahead on her blessing. I'm not hating on her blessing. I just want to know. I'm like, okay, what he putting up? United 3, you might not want to spend your last days in one room. You might want to go from room to room, but it is for the grandkids, though. Yeah. Okay, okay. So it's for, okay. So Mm y'all did cover this before when. No, I just read that. No, not this, but the woman who was getting. Yeah, we covered that before, yeah. Yeah. That they were trying to take a property and doing everything uh, to try to get get a property out of there. Yeah, my guy, Bakari Sellers, is representing her. So I've been following that case. Where do people. So, what do you do when people do that, though? I mean, I know that happens in certain states, but like, well, you, you there's nothing you can do. Like, well, you got to fight about it. That? And, and you got to fight it. And most times, people can't afford an attorney. So, you know, the people that are trying to get that property to build whatever they want to build, or whether it's a highway, a roadway, or a, a duplex, or whatever it is, because she's on a great piece of land, mm-hmm. and most people can't afford it. So, Bakari is. I think he's doing a pro bono, right? I'm gonna be honest with you. He's doing a pro bono. I just don't remember the details of the situation. Yeah, I just yeah, know what they're doing to her is wrong. Mm-hmm. Okay, and yeah. People are intervening. Even yeah. if she owns her property, though, they I for, still I think can it's bully Ed's you and intimidate I forgot what you. It is. I don't know if it's Ed's property or the taxes. Don't give me the line because I don't remember. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. No, I mean just not even specific to the story. I've heard stories like this before. Like no, they take come they and take your property. Take yeah. your property, even if you own mm-hmm. the you know your house. I can't remember what that the law is, but if they need that land for some type of development, then a lot of times can they can take it and move you someplace else. Yeah, Lord and Jesus you got to fight America. it. America. All right. Will Smith says he'll support Jada for the rest of his life. Mm. 
Yes, uh, Jada participated in Brown Lecture Series at the Enoch Pratt Free Library in Baltimore last night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, she was there to talk about her book, Worthy. Um, and Will was there with their kids. Um, uh, Will was in Baltimore? Will was there. Oh, okay. It was all on stage. How you make it sound like Will can't be in Baltimore? I just seen a video. It looked like he was in Iceland or one of those places. You got a plan. Okay. Right. Yeah, a couple. Yeah, okay. you know. But, yep, he was on stage with his wife mm -hmm. and their kids last night. He was standing there supporting her. We have audio. Um, hear what he said. Can you love somebody forever, no matter what? Dang. <laughs> oh, boy, was like, mm. <laughs> I saw you, man. I saw your face. You know, can you show up and love somebody for the rest of your life, even when you don't agree with them? There ain't nobody on earth except you, mommy. You, mommy. My mommy. <laughs> Jade is the best friend I have ever had on this planet. I am going to show up for her and support her for the rest of my life. Well, they already told us we ride together, we die together, bad marriage for life. They, they told us that already. They didn't say bad marriage mm, for life. They, they did say that. They said that on Red Table Talk, and then they gave each other a pound. They said bad oh, marriage for episode? life? Yes. Bad they marriage for life? They said we ride together, we die together, bad marriage for life. Yes. I can't they, believe they you. They was trolling. I don't care what you They what was you trolling. I'm telling you the truth right now. So it's up to you whether you believe me or not. But mm. you should believe me even when I'm lying. See? But here's the thing. We don't know these people. <laughs> we only get bits and pieces of their life, so we truly don't know their dynamic. But it clearly works for them, so God bless. Yeah, mm -hmm. I mean, yeah, it, it clearly does. Uh, Jada was... It was actually a video. We only hear the audio here, mm -hmm. but the video... Um, the, you know, the three kids are to the left or the right of them or whatever. Mm -hmm. And then J Will and Jada, and <laughs> it's right there. He's saying what he's saying. And Jada's looking up like, okay. That's <laughs> so funny how they're looking. But when he asked the first question, he asked the crowd, can you love someone forever no matter what? I, mm -hmm. I, I don't I don't agree with that. I think that, that, that love without limits thing, yeah. unconditional love, there has to be some conditions, right? He means right? what he says, though. If you, you hear it, he means... Can you and he's he repeats it and he looks in the eyes of the people like yo, can you really love somebody forever no matter what? I think you can love the person, but that don't mean that you know you and that person necessarily are still good for each other yeah. in a relationship or in yeah. love. But like, you can love somebody, that's right? Mm -hmm. Like yeah. you might you might separate from the person and still love, love them, them. Mm -hmm. but uh, you don't have to be in love with yeah, them. Yeah, because even the crowd was like no. Damn. We can't. We we can't. We in, they in Baltimore. They like no. <laughs> we can't. I, I, I think you can love them, but that don't mean you got to be with them. Yeah, you know what I mean. Or, mm -hmm. or, or still share space with them yeah. in a relationship. You can still love that person. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You know, but you don't have to be in love with them. Yeah, mm -hmm. I mean, you it, might even still be in love with them. You just might not be in a relationship. Yeah, with them. yeah. Mm -hmm. It was interesting to see, um, you know, their kids there, and they were mm -hmm. happy and all smiling, as families are supposed to do. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Um, but it was interesting because an insider of the Pinkett Smith family reported that Jaden and Willow feels bad for their dad because of all the stories about their relationship in the blogs. You know, being told by their mom, but. I don't know how true that is because they was right there. Like, you know, not saying that they, they still, still gonna support their mom regardless. Yeah, they might not like yeah. it, but they, they still gonna be there to show up for mom. Yeah, too. definitely gonna be there to show up for mom. But um, I don't know. I, I don't know. Like how Willow and... What don't you know, Jess? Willow and Jayden, if they... If they... If they... If they what, Really Jess? feel bad for their dad. Yeah, just oh. alone. I mean, it's like, because listen... <laughs> They get to see everything, right? They see. I don't know if they still live in the house or whatever because they grown now, so they can 
very well live out outside of the house, but I'm saying they seen everything. They seen their mom. They seen their dad. They seen everything. I think so, they probably seen almost everything. Almost. But I everything. think that there's mother and father dynamics that the kids don't necessarily see. There's yeah. things mothers and fathers do with each other that the kids definitely don't know about. You know, yeah. what I mean? you'll never know the true inner dynamics of your parents' relationship. Of course, you just won't. Yeah, you I mean, know? I guess that's why on Red Table Talk, Willow, she was just finding out some stuff too that her mother was saying, but. I'm telling you, she. I know that they they've seen some stuff in the house, and yeah. I I just feel like they probably like all right, they rolling with it. I don't feel like they feel bad. I just feel like uh, and and if we ain't never hear them say that, they said the in, uh, insider of the Pinkett family said that. <laughs> I hate I'll, when they say insider. Yeah, I don't know <laughs> who else inside the house. <laughs> okay, <laughs> no, yeah, it's nobody. I'll, if they didn't say it, I think they nah, they they straight with it. That older son probably. I got my own mother. We good. Are you <laughs> stupid? Nah, you know, God bless all my little right. siblings. But we, <laughs> that is. Just with the mess. Yo, the moral nah. of the story is go buy Jada's book. Word. Yeah, right. Yo, right. we ain't got time for Jesse Smollett's story. We can do it next hour. Mm -hmm. All right, all right. <laughs> all right, when we come back, we got front page what? news. Oh, Tesla Figaro will be joining us. Why producers telling me look at my phone? Hold on, what are they saying, man? We ride together. We, we die, die together. together. Bad marriage for life. <laughs> See, they trolling. They laughing. I knew it. I knew I was right. They trolling. See, here's the thing about me. When I know I'm right, I don't try to convince you. And when I know I'm lying, I don't try to convince you. Yeah. It's it's, it's trolling. I'm like, whatever. Mm -hmm. Bad marriage. All right. For life. Okay. Tesla Figaro's up next. It's The Breakfast Club. <laughs> Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Jess Hilarious is here. I am. And let's get in some front page news. What up, Tiz? What's going on, DJ MV, Charlemagne the God, and Jess Hilarious, the queen of the Breakfast Club. Hey, girl. Now, congratulations to the Vegas Aces. They beat the Liberty last night for a two-peat, so congratulations to them. That's right. Salute to Asia Wilson, South Carolina's own, Metro's own, 803, and she was the finals MVP. So Asia's a whole legend. Asia got a statue outside uh, Colonial Life Arena in South Carolina, in Columbia, South Carolina. So, you know, salute to her and all her continued success. Absolutely. And NFL, the Jaguars take on the Saints tonight at 8.15 in New Orleans, and you can watch that on Amazon Prime. Now, let's talk about Netflix. Netflix is increasing its prices. Mm. Yep, again. Seems like we just did this story. Well, we did. But uh, get ready to pay more for Netflix. Now, the streaming giant hiked the month monthly price up from its basic plan from $12 uh, from $10. And its premium plan goes from $20 to $23. They're getting tired of the, pa the password sharing and uh, you know all of that, which we talked about earlier this year, I believe. Uh, Netflix, they also uh, added $7 uh, for the ad-supported plans. And the price uh, hike will take immediate effect. Now, the last time they raised prices was was in January 2022, they issued a statement saying, as we deliver more value to our members, we occasionally ask them to pay a bit more. Our starting price is extremely competitive and more than what you will pay for a single movie ticket. Um, they also said that they're doing this due to the economic pressure and from password sharing. But the math isn't mathing because yesterday it looks like there's no pressure at all. In fact, uh, Netflix profits bumped up 12%. So they're doing quite well, uh, you know, from uh, adding, you know, adding these extra costs. Uh, the company reported a boost in subscriber growth as well and again they're uh cracking down on the password sharing as well now uh by the way actors just kind of want to put that update in there they are still on strike which you guys i'm sure are aware of mm -hmm. they had a meeting on october 2nd with netflix disney warner brothers discovery to talk about ai and to get better deals on the streaming uh you know on the residuals and so that did not work and so they're still kind of sitting on the fence with that one and ethan hawk you remember him from training day uh, he says the longer this goes on the more angry 
angry and frustrated uh, he is becoming. Yeah, Netflix is in a great space. And the reason they in a great space because ain't nobody getting rid of it. Yeah. Well, I got a monopoly. It's literally the new cable. Because even if you don't watch it, you yeah. still pay for it. And we flip through Netflix now looking for something to watch. Just yeah. like we used to do cable. And that's the thing, though. I already watched everything, so now Tubi is the, is the thing. But Netflix, what what are we paying? Like, what is it? Like, all together? Because I haven't... I don't know what I've been paying for months, for years. Yeah, like, what is the price? <laughs> Netflix like, might be charging us $100 a month. I have no idea. Right. Right. Well, yeah. Um, let me see. It's going from it's twelve dollars for the basic plan. Okay. So oh, I got yeah. different but plans. I, I, I want to say I feel like it costs a little bit more than that, but maybe maybe I'm wrong. But that's what they're saying here on the rep- on the report. Okay. That's twelve dollars. I, I honestly don't have a problem with with them raising the price a little bit if yeah. everybody can use it, right? But if yeah. they only say four people or four TVs can use it, that's the problem. But and you raising the price. And you well, raising the price. They tired of you doing those. They tired of you uh, doing the password sharing. You can use it in the house, but you know people been password sharing, giving it to their cousins. Cousins and mamas yeah. and I'm not mad at that. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm You're not mad I'm, at the password sharing. No, I'm not mad at them cutting out the password sharing. Mm. Yeah, you cutting into their profits. They still a business at the end of the day. Like I get they it, want how they want every household to pay for Netflix. I ain't mad at that. Yeah, but if they raise the price a little bit and, and allow you to share your password with your family members, I don't have a problem with that. Yeah, yeah. Dang, which, are you talking about? Because we want to be clear. Because I remember we talked about this before on the password mm-hmm. sharing. So just for people who are listening in the house, people can use you know use the password. They're talking about giving it to somebody. That's why I said every household. Outside yeah, yeah, household. They household. want they yeah. want every household to pay for Netflix. I'm not mad at that. Yeah, every that household, was, I'm not I'm not mad at. If that was my yeah. company and my business. I would want the same thing. I wouldn't right. want people sharing. Well, London, you need your own account now. Damn. She's been using mine for years. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. London's right there. My manager, my cousin, right there. Boom. London, you ain't buying your own Netflix? <laughs> yep. London says she can't do it. Netflix ain't going away. Netflix is in hotel rooms. Yes. Netflix is on your remote Pull at home. Remote, yo. yeah. Yeah. That's I what I'm saying. They, they really have a monopoly. There's nothing when, when it comes to as, as, uh, the amount of movies, the amount of flicks, the amount of pictures, the yeah. amount of shows. Netflix is culture. And what's crazy, Netflix might not even have the best programming right now. Like, I think Disney mm. Plus got better programming than Netflix. You think what? Disney Plus. Isn't oh, it BT yeah. Plus? You scared me. You but, stupid. But, <laughs> but Netflix well, somebody just, in the room Netflix has a movie on BT. Jess. <laughs> uh, somebody in the movie has, somebody in the room has a movie. It's Jess BT like Plus, though. It's not even BT. It's called The Last, The Last, what is it? The Last What is it's the, the the last samurai. It's the psych. The last, the first lady of BMF. Oh, 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 it's oh, the Nisa oh, Rock yeah. story. Yeah. Y'all book Vivica. Eddie, Vivica Fox want to come up here. Book Vivica. Let's she do. Coming it. with Judge Mathis. I don't know. Cause he did. He was in there too. Judge Mathis played Big Meech, don't he? <laughs> what are y'all talking about? Y'all stop it right, right now. Yo, Leon, come on, Leon yo, was Big Meech. Front page news. No, oh, Leon right. was, was Tanisha Farmer. Let's let's talk about Rite Aid. Rite Aid is closing <laughs> some stores now. Yeah, I, I want to give people an update on this. Uh, Rite Aid's bankruptcy uh, announced earlier this week came uh, to a close, and so they want to make sure everybody knows the stores will be closing. Uh, it is due to uh, lawsuits over the company fueling uh, the opioid epidemic. Uh, they were uh, filling illegal prescriptions for painkillers, so they had a lot to do with bankruptcy, and now they'll be closing 38 stores in Pennsylvania, 31 in California, 20 in New York, and 19 in Michigan. They said they would transfer prescriptions to nearby pharmacy to avoid interruptions, so you use Rite Aid. Wow. Like, if I go there to get a prescription filled, isn't that their job, to fill the prescription? Yeah. Yeah, but they were filling illegal prescriptions. How did they know they were illegal? I was ready to say, that gotta come from the doctor, right? Yeah, how did they know they were illegal? Maybe they wasn't checking, cross-checking. Right. But I know they got... It, it, and and again, it may not even be... Uh, the liability may not even really be the issue. The bottom line is fighting all those lawsuits. You know, mm. obviously, 
put him in the bankruptcy. So yeah. I can look more more into that to see exactly why, you know, what happened with what. But it's the, the report here is saying it's because they had to fight all those lawsuits from the, the financial and from slow sales. Mm. You know, not a lot of people just, I mean, how many people do you know go to Rite Aid? Yeah, I know. I don't really yeah. be seeing that many Rite Aids yeah. anymore, honestly. Yeah, I really don't. So, but I, you know, wanted to put it out there because there's still, you know, quite a few stores, I guess, that people, you know, still use. So, yeah. transfer those. I get my cholesterol house. medication from CVS. <laughs> mm. Oh my God, you want cholesterol medication? Oh, oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God, no. <laughs> All right. Well, that is oh front page news. Thank you, Tiz. Absolutely. All right. And make sure you subscribe to Tesla Figueroa's podcast, the Straight Shot No Chaser podcast on the Black Effect iHeartRadio podcast network, and follow at Tesla Figueroa on all social media platforms. All right. When we come back, Malcolm Gladwell will be joining the us. Great he just Malcolm Gladwell. A six-part series on his podcast, Revisionist History, about everything Americans get wrong about guns. And we're going to talk to him next. I love Malcolm Gladwell. You know, his book, The Outliers, and Blink, and um, uh, David and Goliath. Like, you know, I'm sure that... If you're like me, you've read a lot of Malcolm Gladwell. All right. So. We'll talk to him next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Now, you can relive the greatest moments from our 2023 iHeartRadio music. Yep, welcome to the Morning Show, The Breakfast Club. Charlamagne the God, Jess Hilarious. Envy had to step out for a second, but we have the great Malcolm Gladwell here this morning. Good morning, brother. Good morning. Good morning, 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 morning. He just released a six-part series. Uh, Revisionist History is back. What we is are. the series about, man? It's about gun violence. Okay. Mm. I decided to do a an ex, sort of an extended look at what we're not talking about when mm. it comes to guns in this country. Some of the it ranges all over the map. There's a we start out by making fun of the Supreme Court, uh, which is surprisingly easy to do. Mm. Uh, there's one. There's this one case that they had two years ago, which is this big the New York City where they struck down the, uh, a New York State gun law that had been in place for a hundred years. Mm. There's an exchange where the justices to the justices. Alito and Kavanaugh are arguing with the lawyer for New York State, and their their argument is that we would all be better off if we could carry handguns on the subway. And the lawyer for New York State is like, "Have you ever ridden the subway? Do yeah. you know what it, what a gunfight on a subway would look like?" <laughs> and they're completely oblivious. I went on and on about this, like imagining it's a bunch of guy. One of the guys, Alito's from, he's like a rich kid from suburban New Jersey. Yeah, if he has ever ridden the subway in his life, I'd mm-hmm. be very surprised. Kavanaugh is like a rich kid from suburban D.C. Mm. Who like, you know, the closest he came to the subway was his mom's minivan. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> they're right. having this surreal conversation where they legit think that if everybody on, a, on the A train had a Glock, we would be safer. Like, it's just like mm. that level. So that's, that's sort of one of the early ones. And then tell a bunch of one story about a crazy story about a guy in Alabama who had a sh- shooting in his home. And what happens when ambulance doesn't come because they think the kid who got shot is black? Mm. Wow! And um, and then I went. The last one is the wow. one of the most moving ones I've ever done. I, there's a a, a, a guy, a, an ER doc at the University of Chicago Hospital called, called Abdullah Price. Grew up on the South Side, goes to med school, and then practices on the South Side. And that's you know obviously one of the epicenters of gun violence in yeah. this country. I mean, I just sat down with him. I went to Chicago. I sat down with him. And he's sort of talking about the experience of when you don't know, like, what the, the people are wheeled in on the gurney on a Saturday night. After, and he'll know, chances are he grew up with that kid. Mm. He told me, I think 15 people he grew up with have been killed by, by guns. I, I got mm. so many questions based off what you just said. Uh, back to the subway thing real quick. 
yes, I don't think handguns, everybody having a handgun on the subway will make things safer. But people do feel safer when they see police officers with handguns on the subway. Absolutely. Yeah. So how do you explain that? Well, because the police officer knows how to use a gun. Right. Mm. The, the problem, mm. well, I mean, the, better than most, <laughs> the problem with the handgun is so hilarious. You talk to people who actually know a lot about guns, and they will tell you it is so hard to hit some hit what you want to hit with a handgun, particularly mm-hmm. if you're not an expert and you're terrified. Mm-hmm. So, like, if two people have a shootout on a, a subway car, they're going to hit everybody. They're going to mm-hmm. be like, it's going to be mayhem. Like yeah. this idea that everyone is cool under pressure when they're making a life or death decision with a handgun yeah. is nuts. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, even police, well, even police officers don't mm-hmm. always hit what they're supposed to hit. I had a really fun discussion with a prosecutor in Brooklyn on this very question, and he was like, "You know, I've been doing this for whatever twenty years." He's like, "Yeah, even even cops rarely shoot straight. So wow. why would mm-hmm. we want to introduce more guns into a closed steel box yeah. mm-hmm. running under the East River? You know, like it's just the, mm-hmm. but like it's just that the thing that's weird is just how out of touch." What I really, my real point in was not to get into an argument about guns on the subway. Is mm-hmm. was the idea that our policy is being made in this country by a bunch of people who are completely out of touch. Mm-hmm. Are they out of touch? Or are the are the gun lobbyists just too in their pockets? Because I mean, it's when you probably, look, probably probably both. yeah, yeah, um, you know, it's they're just making these sort of abstract legal arguments, yeah. and mm-hmm. you want. I sort of wanted to. Why are they even debating gun control in Washington? Why don't they? They should take that show on the road. Let's let's put them on the A train at eight o'clock at night yeah. and then show mm-hmm. them. Okay, let's. What do you think would happen if six people on this uh, in this car right now were were carrying a handgun? I mean, there's just there has to be, we have to do something to kind of reconnect mm-hmm. the conversation. Why we, do you think uh, we as Americans are so obsessed with guns? Well, you know, I'm Canadian, so that's why I say we. I know. Is it married? I'm looking at you. No, no, I was going to say, I didn't mean that to you. I was no, no, suggesting no, I got you. I got you. But like, you know, we're just to the north, mm-hmm. settled at roughly the same time yeah. uh, by people from Europe and, you know, and yeah. whatever. I mean, the history is parallel, but we're not obsessed with, I've never been able to wrap my mind around why. I don't have it. What I'm saying is I can't answer that mm-hmm. question because I grew up mm-hmm. in Canada and we're, there's no guns. I didn't see a gun. Right. Till I till you got away. Till I got over here. Lord. So I don't know. I mean, you could. I suppose there's all kinds of complicated historical reasons yeah. for that. But it's weird mm-hmm. how kind of gun focused is it. The legislation, you think? I mean, I, don't, I mean, I don't know the gun laws in Canada, so yeah. Well, I the so if you watch this is a not an answer to the question either, but if you watch, there's a category of Canadian westerns. So the same idea, some guy out on the range and the Mm-hmm. You know, in the in the frontier, like bringing justice in Canadian westerns, the Mountie, not a not a not a sheriff, but like a he spends all of his time like pulling dogs out of the river and like, <laughs> and like mm-hmm. helping little old ladies. Mm-hmm. He doesn't even carry a gun. Like the oh, whole wow. the, in in the Canadian fantasy of the Wild West, yeah, it's like somebody lost a cow and the, and oh, the man. they call on the in the American fantasy, it's like. People are <laughs> yeah, shooting each other. Yeah, three hundred. So there's something <laughs> about that. the fantasies right mm. from the beginning. There was a weird set of fantasies that get mm. attached to. Um, I think TV. I did an episode of this series on this gun series on revisionist history on, that looked that was all about gun smoke. Mm. Um, you know, it was the longest running western. On Absolutely. TV. Mm-hmm. And we did one of the things we did is we calculated. So do, gun smoke takes place in Dodge City in Kansas, mm. and we tried to calculate based on the TV show. 
what would the homi- what's the homicide rate in the fictional Dodge City? And the answer is it's like 80 times higher than wow. A- than the highest homicide rate in a real American city. So our, in our fantasy world, we create an America that is infinitely more dangerous and scary than the real mm. America, mm. right? And by the way, Gunsmoke was on TV for 20 years. It was it was on for 20 years. 20 years. It's one of those popular TV shows yeah. of all time and it was peddling a kind of vision of American life that was, again, out of touch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you think that is because the media is always leading? They would say if it bleeds, it leads. So we think that America is way worse than it actually is because of the news? Yeah. I do think... Well, it's you know it's an odd thing. I got really... You know when Ron DeSantis was running around lecturing New Yorkers on how dangerous New York is? Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, New York and New York State are so much safer than Florida... Mm. You want to go someplace and put your life in your hands? Go to Jacksonville. (laughs) Jack and Kim. Wow. (laughs) The idea idea that the governor of one of the most violent states in the country is lecturing New Yorkers. New York York City and New York State, by the way, one of the safest Mm -hmm. regions of the country. The idea that nobody, he got a free pass. Everyone was like, yeah, New York must be more dangerous than Florida. No. Mm-hmm. It's totally the opposite. Like but so it's like it is it's it's it it is a fascination with this kind of violence coupled with a set of like completely unexamined assumptions about what's dangerous in America, where the danger is or yeah. like Google Jacksonville mm-hmm. and then you will never go to Jacksonville again. That's all mm-hmm. I need. I don't know why Malcolm's shooting at Jacksonville this morning, but something <laughs> happened to Malcolm in Jacksonville. <laughs> Damn. I like, I be, by the way, I should say, I've been to Jacksonville many times. Parts of Jacksonville are quite lovely, but like the governor of Florida should not be lecturing us about violence is all I have to say. Yeah. Damn, Duval, your city caught one this morning. All right, we got more with Malcolm Gladwell. When we come back, don't move. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. In the pressure cooker of the NBA playoffs, there's no room to fake it. When the NBA championship is on the line, every pass, every shot, and every dribble is immediately, undeniably consequential. The playoffs are the time for the real. Real stakes, real emotions, real sweat, real blood, and real tears. Trust me, I know what it takes to bring home a championship ring. The regular season is tough. But these games are a completely different level. Now is the time when legacies are made. The best team will bring home the Larry O'Brien trophy and add their name to basketball history. Will we see a battle between marquee franchises or will we see a new champion crowned? Which teams will rise from the chaos? Which teams will conquer? Which team is going to make this year their year? These are the moments of unscripted, pure entertainment that only happen on the hardwood. You've waited all season for this. It's time to take it to the next level. Don't miss one minute of the action. Tune into the NBA playoffs on ESPN and ABC. State Farm Insurance gets it. Representation alone doesn't equate to authenticity. State Farm understands and wants to help protect our communities by investing in our future, building off the hard work our parents have done before us. We all are looking to create generational wealth so that our families and generations behind us have a better starting point than we did. That begins with financial literacy. State Farm helps fund programs like Project Ready, a National Urban League program committed to the educational achievement of black and brown youth. To date, participants have been awarded over $11 million in scholarships offers as a direct result of contributions from State Farm. At Eating Walbrook, we hear inspiring rags to riches stories on each episode from our guests, but with State Farm, you can begin to write your own success story. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities and have a long-lasting impact. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. 
you know a spot. But not just a spot. The spot. Actually, with the 2023 Nissan Frontier, you know a bunch of them. But the key to these great spots? Being able to reach them in the first place. Your spot is out there. Find your Frontier in the 2023 Nissan Frontier with standard 310 horsepower, advanced tech, and 281 pound-feet of torque. We're welcoming a new show to iHeart and the DraftKings YouTube channel. It's called Point Game with John Wall and CJ Teledano. It's an insider's look at the NBA and the coaches surrounding the league. Every week, the five-time All-Star and the number one pick in the 2010 NBA Draft, John Wall, will give us his unique perspective on the hottest topics in the league and tell the best behind-the-scenes stories from his time in the NBA. CJ will be bringing his A-list comedian buddies to keep it light and fire off some hoop takes. Plus, John will be inviting current and former NBA players, friends, and teammates to join the show as well to give their unfiltered accounts of what really goes on in the league from a player's perspective. So check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Teledano on the iHeartRadio app, the DraftKings YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Don't miss the new docuseries Black Twitter, a people's history from Onyx Collective and Hulu. Based on the Wired cover story by Jason Parham and directed by Princess Penny, executive producer of Insecure Black Twitter, a people's history tells the story of how black voices found a new home online and blossomed into a force for change while laying down some hilarious tweets along the way. If you were there for Meet Me in Temecula or Thanksgiving Clapback, you need to see this series. If you weren't there, time to dive in. Watch how Black Lives Matter grew and gained force because of the voices on Black Twitter, bringing these issues to the forefront like never before. From the memes to the movements, see how this powerful community shapes culture, society, and politics. Black Twitter, a people's history, is now streaming on Hulu. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Charlemagne the God, Jess Hilarious. We are the Breakfast Club. We're still kicking it with Malcolm Gladwell. Charlemagne, you said that people uh, were not with the conversation we're not having about guns. What what is yeah. that? Is it about the people? Because I feel like they always they always have conversations about gun control, but they never talk about the people who actually own the guns. Mm. There's there's that. There is the well. There's the, there's all kinds of sort of weird things that we're not talking about. Yeah. Um, we're not talking about the fact that hospitals, trauma centers, should be where the victims of gun violence are. Mm-hmm. And we have a system right now in this country where we don't always, sometimes we do, we don't always put medical facilities where they're needed. Mm-hmm. We put them where they make the most money. Mm-hmm. And so that's one thing we don't talk a lot about when we should. The, it's a huge issue. You know, one of the episodes in the series, I looked at the question of a homicide rate, at any, a murder rate at any given time is a function of two things. One is how much violence there is, and the second is how good how good is the medical care, right? Mm. If you get shot and you get taken directly to the hospital and they save your life, you're not a homicide victim. If the same thing happens and you don't get to the hospital time and you die, you are a homicide victim, mm. right? So a lot depends on how good your hospital system is. Yeah, mm. And a huge amount, if we have situations, like in Chicago, they did a study and they showed that um, if you were black, you traveled a lot further to a trauma center than if you were white, mm. right? Like, that's something. Yeah. That's definitely. the kind of thing you should talk about. A big something. Right? Mm. You know, you, you could save a lot of lives if you cite another thing. Um, well, maybe they're not trying to save them. Maybe yeah, that's the point. Yeah. Just in, it's, I think it's indifference. Mm-hmm. Is more than, or just like the, the amount of oxygen, like I said before, the amount of oxygen that gets taken up by mm-hmm. our obsession with mass shootings when they're a terrible thing, but they are, they are so a tiny, such a tiny, tiny part of the problem. The idea that that's all we kind of talk about and yeah. discuss about it, it's just weird. Also, the 
the idea that you know in every profession when anytime anytime people have an area of specialized knowledge they're usually invested in making sure that not any kind of you know if you're a doctor mm-hmm. you're powerfully invested in the idea that you got to go to med school before you can practice medicine you don't want any yahoo practice mm-hmm. you know like you but gun owners will simultaneously go on and on and on legitimately about how much knowledge you need to handle a gun safely and fire it accurately and at the same time, they're like, but everyone should be able to get one at the drop of a hat. Mm-hmm. That's just dumb. It should be the gun owners who are supporting restrictions around gun use because they're the ones who are aware of how legitimately difficult it is to handle a gun safely and appropriately. Yeah. I, don't, I don't get it. I don't understand why gun control isn't being pushed by, by gun lovers. You know, I'm a big runner. I'm the last person who says everyone should run. Mm-hmm. Running's hard. You gotta yeah. take it seriously. You gotta know yeah. what you're doing. You gotta like prepare for it. I don't say you have a right, everyone should have a right to run 10 miles in the morning. Maybe gun lovers are in a bubble because they know how to use their guns. They, you know, they go to the gun range all the time. People around them probably know how to use their guns mm-hmm. and go to the gun range. So in their mind, they're just assuming if you have a gun, you know how to use it. You know how yeah. to. I think that's probably, maybe they, it's, what's, I spent uh, one of the episodes, I go down to North Carolina and I hang out with this guy, um, uh, Greg Wallace, who's a, he's a, he loves guns. He's a, mm-hmm. Does competitive shooting and yeah. he gave me a kind of. We fired a uh, an assault rifle and he gave me a kind of tutorial on mm. how to do it. And just from spending an afternoon with him, that's the thing I came away from. It's like you you need. It's hard. Mm-hmm. It, you have a, there's a lot of and you know the the amount of caution he took. Like when I when I picked up the assault rifle and picked it up the wrong way, he was like, ah, you know, mm-hmm. like don't you know, like <clears throat> it was fascinating to. Just to see how, yeah. in their own little world, they're mm-hmm. super cautious around. Mm-hmm. How'd you feel when you fired that thing, though? How'd you feel, Malcolm? Huh? Did you get a rush? Jesus. Uh, did I get a rush? <laughs> the first time I've ever picked up a gun in my life. Yeah. I first sh- time? First time. Okay. I was in a shooting range in rural North Carolina. Mm. I had, a, had an AR-15. Mm. It's really loud. Mm-hmm. It was creepy at first mm-hmm. and then you with that you can't help it you get a little rush mm-hmm. yeah it's like these things are big and heavy and yeah like the idea that you have in your hands something that you could kill someone with is just strange mm-hmm. if you've never held a gun before. Mm-hmm. have you have i shot a gun yeah i never shot an assault rifle though like an ar-15 or anything like that yeah but you know handgun yeah like a little like a little one the little like, i mean we got a 357 at the house and a glock at the house oh okay yeah. okay okay what are, you, what are your thoughts on assault rifles now after yeah. using one? Well, I did that episode, and it was the one that got the most mail, basically saying, I think assault rifle bans are a dumb idea. And they're dumb because they're not actually banning assault rifles. An assault rifle is a kind of platform, and what assault rifle bans do is identify if you accessorize your gun with a certain number of cosmetic things, we think that's bad and we want to ban them. But they, mm. it's a semi-automatic rifle with a large magazine. Those are, un- you can still, they're still legal in many states that yeah. have assault rifle bans. So it's like kind of weird that why are we identifying a class of weapons because they look ugly and saying we should. But the other thing is like. What's the amount of damage they can do? Well, Because most mass shootings do, are used I by I know, but we're not, we're not banning. So semi-automatic rifles are a very lethal weapon. Mm. We're not banning semi-automatic rifles mm. with an assault rifle ban. We're banning a tiny subcategory that happen to have a certain number of cosmetic features that we don't like. So mm-hmm. it's like, we're not solving the problem. Right. And then I sat down with this trauma surgeon in D.C. who had studied mass shootings. And he's like, if that's what, you, if it, what's your, what you're worried about is mass shootings. Actually, the most lethal weapon used in mass shootings is our handguns. 
mm-hmm. because a handgun gets into the deep sort of grizzly, but you with an assault rifle you shoot once the person goes down mm. and because it's boom right so mm-hmm. with a handgun you shoot once and sometimes the person doesn't go down so you're more likely to be shot twice what if you're shot that? by a handgun and the guy gets up closer and shoots you a second time and he, he's more likely to kill you so you're more likely to die from a handgun than or a assault rifle. assault rifle in a mass shooting mm-hmm. which just says guns are dangerous mm-hmm. they're used in different ways and to have as a to, to spend all of our time and energy trying to remove one tiny subcategory of guns from the equation mm-hmm. in the hopes it's going to change things it's just dumb yeah it's just like the problem is much bigger than that you're not solving it by taking a pair of scissors to one page of the gun manual mm-hmm. alright we got more with Malcolm Gladwell when we come back don't move it's the Breakfast Club good morning good morning everybody it's DJ NV Charlemagne the God Jess Hilarious we are the Breakfast Club we're still kicking it with Malcolm Gladwell Charlemagne mm-hmm. so what is the solution like, how do you kind of control it America gets so broken how do we fix it He's from Canada, so he can't tell us yeah, anything about America. He's done a lot of research. Well, that guy, he so has. When I talked to that guy, Abdullah Price, in the last, the last of the episodes, and one of the things he does is he goes into elementary and middle schools in the south side of Chicago and hands out first responder kits and teaches the kids how to minister first aid if they're the first. Because it's a reality. That's no, wow. terrible. I mean, it's just, when he was mm. describing it, it's just like, it's so heartbreaking. Mm. And, For but children. What he would say is, and what he talked about was, you know, a lot of gun violence is disputes between young people who don't know how to resolve their disputes peaceably. Mm. And you have to teach people a kind of an emotional vocabulary that allows them to have an argument without pulling a gun. But yeah. that's a whole other six part series. Now you're talking about mental health and social and emotional yeah. learning. And- but yeah. Maybe if we just maybe if we just put the gun control conversation on hold. Yeah. And said, all right, we'll get back to this when the time comes. It's it's important, but it's not as important as what you're just talking about. Mm-hmm. Is you've got kids, you know, Abdullah Price was talking about in the neighborhoods where he works. It's, you know, we're talking about multi-generational beefs. Like, you shot my cousin, so I shot your brother. So, mm-hmm. I, you know, like, you have to unravel that yeah. cycle. And yeah. that takes a lot of time and a lot of care and a lot of attention and... You know, if we just focused on, on trying to unravel that for a while and see if we make any headway, that strikes me as being a really productive way to kind of attack the problem. Yeah. You know why that makes so much sense? It makes so much sense because you probably can get people to move on that faster than you ever will get yeah. them to move on actual gun control. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a I don't see any reason why people on both sides of the political fence shouldn't couldn't rally around around that mm-hmm. like why do we choose a fight that we know is the most divisive fight we can possibly have and that has zero chance of getting anywhere mm-hmm. like, we're not getting anywhere with the court we have with gun control mm-hmm. it's not happening mm-hmm. like, so like why do we just bang our heads against the wall why don't we do something that would have more would be effective yeah six part series tell us what you got a book you still working on the next book too well now I've I put my Tom Bradley book on hold and um, which turned into it turned into a book about anger and all this kind of stuff mm-hmm. um, so it's not about Tom Bradley anymore it is, mm-hmm. but what I got really interested in is he got made. Is, <laughs> is <laughs> I got interested in when what strategies are available to the angry? Because mm. it was it turned into this book about what it meant to be black in if you lived in Los Angeles in the 30s and 40s, mm. and this group of black guys who all go to UCLA mm-hmm. in the 30s: Tom Bradley, Jackie Robinson, Wally Strode, um, a bunch of people who go on to have 
really big career. Well, yeah. He was a huge actor in Hollywood. Um, and a guy named Washington who was a big NFL player. And they're like the only black people on the UCLA campus. They all live in South Central. Mm -hmm. And they all have different strategies for dealing with the fact, you know, they were all on the UCLA football team and they played, the big game was against USC. And they got hung in it. Basically, a, US, a, a fraternity on the USC campus has a mock lynching of mm. the black players on the UCLA team. And they hang them, hang, hang them in effigy outside the frat just before the big game um, between UC, UC, UC. This is what's going on in their lives. Right. So I, I've turned the book into an examination of what are, what are the strategies available to you if you're in that kind of situation, mm. you're ang they're angry, yeah. right? As you would be mm -hmm. if you grew up in L.A., black in the 1930s. And each of them, of the people I'm profiling, has a different strategy for dealing with that anger. Mm. You know, there's a one path is confrontation. I just start shouting. And there's a w woman <clears throat> living in South Central, it's an incredible woman living in South Central who I write about, who's, that's her that's what she does. Mm -hmm. She just stands up and starts shouting. And then the other path is the Tom Bradley path where you take all of your anger and you button it up. Mm -hmm. And he never, this is a man, you know, first black mayor of Los Angeles, endures the most unspeakable experience, racist experiences, mm -hmm. come, trying to come to political power in LA, and never once, you know, lets on that he's been affected by it. I mean, he just wow. is this serene, and that's another strategy, is you just pretend mm -hmm. it doesn't exist, mm -hmm. right? You turn yourself into someone else. That's mm. not good either, though, right? Because no. it's like you're suppressing Eat, it. Well, they're all. What I'm interested in is there's no perfect strategy. Mm -hmm. yeah. There's each strategy has a set of of costs and benefits, and it's up to the person to figure out what the right right. And you know, you've all done this in mm -hmm. your life, right? Mm -hmm. You have sat down on some level, maybe not consciously, but you sat <clears> down and you figured out how am I going to deal with the baggage I'm carrying, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And you've made compromises that you know to yourself to those around you you have other times you've said i'm not going to compromise i'm mm -hmm. going to be right that's the exactly. i want to describe that process because it strikes me as being anyone who has ever been on the wrong side of a power equation mm -hmm. has had to go through that process yeah. everyone right yeah. i want to kind of write a kind of guidebook to how you do that well you know it's wow. interesting what you said you talked to any psychiatrists and therapists because before I started going to therapy. I would just either suppress like those emotions or conform, mm -hmm. you know, in 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 a, in a lot of cases. And like that was actually a big life lesson that I learned dealing with an individual. Like, yo, I'm never compromising myself for anyone. So, did you talk to any psychiatrists and therapists or people I, that did the work? I, I mean, that book I'm only halfway. I'm just doing the part where I'm describing the like. I have a whole chapter on the the whole group of there's a whole group of comics mm -hmm. uh, comedians uh, living in South Central in the 30s and 40s. And who are allowed to be in movies in LA only, of course, if they conform to a certain stereotype, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. right? There's the guy um, who has to play this kind of stupid butler, right? Mm -hmm. And but and he has little opportunities to kind of fight back, but he has to. Yeah. That's those are the rules. It, you want to be a mold to be, and yeah. yeah, you got to mm. that. He's the mayor of Central Avenue. He's this huge figure in South Central mm -hmm. in the uh, in the 30s and 40s, but and, and known. He's one of the most He's, he might be one of the most famous black men in America. In if you talked to in if you went to a wow. white person from Iowa in 1947 and said name three black people, he would be one of them. Mm. It'd be him and Joe Lewis and yeah, 
So he's a huge figure. We've forgotten him now, but he's a huge figure. So I tell his, one of the chapters is about his extraordinary story. That's interesting because some people will say that that hasn't changed. Like, yeah. you, know, you still, if you're black, you still have to play a certain role, whether it's mm -hmm. in hip-hop, movies, or whatever, in order to have success. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I know. Yeah. That's absolutely okay. Well, listen, I know Malcolm Gladwell has to leave. The six-part series, Revisionist History, is out right now. I love Revisionist History. I haven't gotten a chance to listen to this six-part series, but I reference your uh, McDonald's oh. episode mm -hmm. quite often. Yeah. You know? Yes. Quite often. But thank you for coming, my brother. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you so much, guys. It's Malcolm Gladwell at The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Jess Hilarious is here. Put your helmet on, Envy. Nope. I'm glad you finally got a helmet in your hand. I've been telling you that you you need a helmet for a long time. Nah, I'm just I'm just holding up this helmet because of the, the sweatshirt you're wearing this morning. He don't even know what he's wearing. He got to look at it. A clown. Salute to, <laughs> <laughs> Salute to Howard University. Even though I'm a South Carolina State alumni. I was ready to say. I got an honorary degree from South Carolina State. I'm a doctor. Take this your hoodie off. No. Why? A little hair growing back? I don't have a haircut. Oh, you don't have a haircut. <laughs> don't have a haircut. You have a boy head. I'll let you see. Yeah, Since you want to make fun of people with alopecia. Oh, oh my oh alopecia. My you make fun of I got alopecia. You ain't got no damn alopecia. You ain't got no damn alopecia. You making fun of alopecia. Jada out here making it to where we don't have to hide no more. You know oh, what I mean? But you wow. out here making fun of us. Oh, okay? wow. Me, Tupac, Jada, Pinkett Smith, and every man and woman out there with a receding headline has alopecia. No, no. Yes. So explain why I was boy head last year. Why you was? Exactly. You had alopecia. That, no, I had wigs, a bunch of bad wigs that I kept ripping off. Don't play me like too, that. Charlamagne too. Let's get to the rules and get to Jess with the mess. But it is called <laughs> androgenetic alopecia. This is real. This is the Hoover Report. I don't do that. Stop. It's Jess with the mess. I know this is real. On The Breakfast Club. I know they know this. Stop. Jesse Smollett enters rehab after extremely difficult years. Okay, so TMZ reported Wednesday that Jesse Smollett will be starting treatment at an outpatient rehab facility. Okay, so I didn't know that he was um he had a drug addiction. Okay, I didn't even know that. Jesse uh has had an extremely difficult past few years. He has quietly been working very hard for some time now. We know why he's quiet. But um, we are proud of him for taking these necessary steps. A rep for the actor said in a statement to TMZ. Okay, so that's good. I'm all for somebody rehabilitating themselves. That's good. I didn't know that. Yeah, I'm sure. I thought it was. Mm -hmm. I thought. I, I ain't gonna lie. I thought they were saying he was going to rehab because he lied. No shut. I was up, gonna man. say, come on, because that could be tough. That you said you tough. lied about going to rehab. No, no, no. Hey, yeah. Yo, what if that is a lie? No, it's not a lie. <laughs> exactly. Lie. I'm sure he's had a rough couple of years because, you know, regardless of whether you believe him or, or not believe him, yeah. the backlash that he received from everybody. Was crazy. Yeah. yeah it was crazy. That's, 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 that's a lot for anybody to do. But has, yeah. has he got back into acting? Has, have we seen him in any movies, um, any roles that we can remember since? No. And and to be honest, I don't, I don't know. I, that could probably be... His, why he got on drugs? I don't know. Cause I never be. heard of it. You never saw him on Tubi. You watch Tubi a lot. He wasn't Jesse on. ain't gonna go to no Tubi. He ain't oh, gonna go from. He can't go. He ain't gonna do that. He he will. He will not. He's still a great actor. No, he, he he's still a great actor. And and you know Jesse did a lot for the community too. He yeah. gave a lot of money. He, yeah. he donated a lot. So yeah. I hope he's able to get over this and get back to what he he, yeah. he loves doing. Because I honestly in real life did not know that he was on drugs. But I I or you know had a drug addiction. But I'm all for the rehab. I and I'm sure that and I don't even got to look at the comments. And I'm sure that there's people who got sympathy for him in the comments. But then there's people that still of course. beating up on him in the comments yeah, too. Yeah, of I'm course. Sure. So that's yeah. that, that's. They, they they part of the problem. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, now, like you said, Tubi. Now, Chris Stokes might put him in a movie. Chris Stokes got some good cameras. 
Man, he he got some up. good cameras. He got a couple good actors, but he got some real good cameras. Chris Stokes been doing his thing. When y'all watch Tubi, that's what y'all look for. Who got good cameras? As long as you dead on right. I can't wait to make my Tubi. I movie. can't, wait, but I, I don't be wanting them to be too good. I can go to Netflix for that. I need yeah, the bad stuff. That's what no, I'm boy. saying. Mm-hmm. Make a Tubi movie that's bad on purpose. Purdy. I'm telling you. Well, cast me as <laughs> cast me as Little Meech in the Tubi movie. <laughs> All right. Anyway, listen. <laughs> Kanye West claims his car accident made him upset. Oh, my God. When they gave me the story, I thought they were saying Kanye West had claimed that the Kardashians made him autistic. That's why I took the story. That's what they said? I can see why you say that. That's car accident, Kardashian. That. Yeah, because, yo, and it's then it's the, the New same. York accent. The producer, she was like, so Kanye claims that the car accident made him. I thought she said the Kardashian <laughs> made him autistic. I don't even want to report it now. It was a car accident. Okay, Can a car accident make you autistic? If you bang your head a certain way, I think because no that's idea. in the brain, right? Okay, either way, we don't we don't Google. know. But basically, yeah, Google. please Google and find <laughs> some BS. Uh, most people know that he was in a car accident 20 years ago. Of that course. accident um, it it uh, happened in 2002. He was texting Elon Musk, and he was saying to him, "I'm not bipolar. I have signs of autism from my car accident." Um, and Kanye asked his friend Eon Connor to post this. I, well, it says autism by definition is a developmental condition, which means it is present from birth. Therefore, hmm. a brain injury does not cause a autism in adulthood. So, okay. So it can't be true because he got into that so accident when he was in his 20s. I mean, I don't know if it can't be true. I'm just reading what, oh. you know, the Google says. Well, why he just won't go to the doctor to see? Instead of just diagnosing himself. I don't know. Cause in two, that is true. 2018, he said he himself. was diagnosed yeah. with bipolar disorder. But in 2022, he stated that he was mentally misdiagnosed. That's true. Go to the doctor and yeah, see what your actual condition is. See, man. Yeah, don't be diagnosing yourself like that. Yes. Tay Diggs' ex-wife speaks on how race impacted their relationship. Um, I didn't even know that he had a white ex-wife. I didn't even know that. <laughs> Tay Diggs is a white woman. <laughs> all right, that was a joke. <laughs> all right, all you, right, man. stop. Put a community come at me. All right, whatever. What community? What community? The white I, community? I don't know. It's so many of them. Black men who identify as white women? We have Yes, oh. we have audio for this. What, what does she say? Adina Menzel. Tay Diggs is who you're talking about when uh-huh. you speak of your ex. The fact that both of you are actors and one is having, first of all, you both were incredibly successful, but one is having a, a no. surge of success. Yeah. How did that affect? Uh, there's lots. It's very no complicated. Day. I mean, the thing that came into play more, I would say, and he's talked about it too, is the racial, interracial mm-hmm. aspect of it. Because now, in his case, he's people's, what is it, 50 most beautiful 50 most people. Beautiful. Or he's on the, he was on the cover people, yeah. of Essence uh-huh. and Ebony and being interviewed by all of these um, black journalists. And I think it seemed like there was disappointment in the community mm-hmm. with him because he was married to a little a white Jewish, Jewish girl, girl yeah. from, from yeah. some show that we don't even remember. <laughs> so it's less about being successful and more about just right. that kind of stuff. Hey, it's something to that, man. Dr. Umar and social media have been breaking up happy interracial homes for at least uh, the past four or five years now. Uh, I'm telling you, yeah. after the Black Lives Matter movement, yeah. black people with white significant others didn't want to hold their hand yeah. in public. Yeah, <laughs> I'm yeah. telling you. I mean, I kind of do understand. I kind of understand what she's saying, though. You know, on her white side, you know what I mean? It's yeah, like, but if okay. they in love, they should stand but, on it, right? They shouldn't yeah. have to worry about what stand people Stand on think. business. Yeah, that's what it on is. Business. You know what I mean? Stand on your business. You're right. But if they in love, they should be able to stand on it. They should have business. Stand what? What they say? Stand on business? I don't know who, who say that. I don't know. That's somewhere down south they be saying that. I don't say that. Stand on your interracial business, yeah, man. But if they yeah. in love, they should be in love. They shouldn't have to worry about what what hey. a reporter says or what the you know internet says. If they in love, they in love, right? Oh, that's the girl from Rent. 
They met in 1995 when they both starred in Rent on Broadway. He, you wasn't even born in 1995. Yo, Rent is. It, I was three in 1995. Uh-oh. Thank you. And Rent is one of my favorite musicals. I, I love Rent. I never seen Rent. Uh, well, either way, whatever. Leave Tate Diggs alone. Whoever he is with is who he's gonna be with. I am totally against it. <laughs> Dr. Stop. Umar, Dr. Umar. He just comes out of nowhere. Stop. Last story. You Stop. To 500 last year. Jesus Christ. <laughs> you know what? We got to go, Jess. We gotta no, go. no. DJ Envy was a video vixen on Joel Santana and Lloyd Banks' music video. That's true. Benzo Bentley. I saw that on Wikipedia. Vic, video vixen? You was a vixen? You was a video vixen in Envy. Lloyd Banks and Joel Santana with Bima Benzo Bentley. First of all, he I was, was laid out on the hood of the car. I was not in... <laughs> Bins and he was the ebony was not, video no, vixen. Hey yo, because I, I just learned in, that he was all black. So you was an ebony video black. vixen. I was in Back to the Crib with Jewels and Chris. Man, Brown. you was in Back to the Crib too. Oh, I know you was. You, you was, was in topless the, in that one. You said you was in the Back of the Crib with who? Psycho. <laughs> all right, that's some that's the mess. And he was topless in the Chris Brown Jewel Santana video. In the Back of the Crib with with the niggas. <laughs> I hate y'all. I hate y'all. I hate y'all. Oh, oh my God. Man. Charlemagne gave me the story. No, he, oh, he gave that story? No, I didn't. <laughs> oh, he did give that story. Envy. No, he used Ebony to be a video vixen. Yo, you ass. Speaking of cribs. What you, uh, who you giving that donkey to, We got man? four squatters that need to come to the front of the congregation. We'd like to have a word with them. All right. Oh, we'll yes. get to that next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. In the pressure cooker of the NBA playoffs, there's no room to fake it. When the NBA championship is on the line, every pass, every shot, and every dribble is immediately, undeniably consequential. The playoffs are the time for the real. Real stakes, real emotions, real sweat, real blood, and real tears. Trust me, I know what it takes to bring home a championship ring. The regular season is tough, but these games are a completely different level. Now is the time when legacies are made. The best team will bring home the Larry O'Brien Trophy and add their name to basketball history. Will we see a battle between marquee franchises or will we see a new champion crowned? Which teams will rise from the chaos? Which teams will conquer? Which team is gonna make this year their year? These are the moments of unscripted, pure entertainment that only happen on the hardwood. You've waited all season for this. It's time to take it to the next level. Don't miss one minute of the action. Tune into the NBA playoffs on ESPN and ABC. Seeing our communities grow and thrive is something we care deeply about here at Black Tech Green Money. State Farm Insurance also cares about the growth of black communities. They're actively investing in programs and initiatives that help provide financial literacy, give early career advice, and grow black-owned businesses, thus leading to generational wealth, which helps protect the future of our communities. We want to build a future that we all can be proud of. State Farm understands that representation alone doesn't equate to authenticity. It also requires active sponsorship of programs like the AXO, a year-long program that recognizes and rewards high school students for their academic and cultural achievements along with funding programs like Project Ready, a National Urban League program committed to educational achievement of black and brown youth that has awarded over $11 million in scholarship offers to date. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities and can have a long-lasting impact. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. You know a spot, but not just a spot, the spot. Actually, with the 2023 Nissan Frontier, you know a bunch of them. But the key to these great spots, being able to reach them in the first place. Your spot is out there. 
Find your frontier in the 2023 Nissan Frontier with standard 310 horsepower, advanced tech, and 281 pound-feet of torque. We're welcoming a new show to iHeart and the DraftKings YouTube channel. It's called Point Game with John Wall and CJ Teledano. It's an insider's look at the NBA and the coaches surrounding the league. Every week, the five-time All-Star and the number one pick in the 2010 NBA Draft, John Wall, will give us his unique perspective on the hottest topics in the league and tell the best behind-the-scenes stories from his time in the NBA. CJ will be bringing his A-list comedian buddies to keep it light and fire off some hoop takes. Plus, John will be inviting current and former NBA players, friends, and teammates to join the show as well to give their unfiltered accounts of what really goes on in the league from a player's perspective. So check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Teledano on the iHeartRadio app, the DraftKings YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Don't miss the new docuseries Black Twitter, a people's history from Onyx Collective and Hulu. Based on the Wired cover story by Jason Parham and directed by Princess Penny, executive producer of Insecure Black Twitter, a people's history tells the story of how black voices found a new home online and blossomed into a force for change while laying down some hilarious tweets along the way. If you were there for Meet Me in Temecula or Thanksgiving Clapback, you need to see this series. If you weren't there, time to dive in. Watch how Black Lives Matter grew and gained force because of the voices on Black Twitter, bringing these issues to the forefront like never before. From the memes to the movements, see how this powerful community shapes culture, society, and politics. Black Twitter, a people's history, is now streaming on Hulu. I was donkey up the day. Damn, the hee-haw again. <laughs> it's time for Donkey of the Day. I'm not trying to be Donkey today no more. They should be embarrassed by what they already did. I I'm not making these people do these things. Called Donkey of the Day, and it really caught me off guard. Damn, Charlemagne, who got the Donkey of the Day today? Well, Jess Hilarious, Donkey of the Day for Thursday, October 19th, goes to the Anthony Maddox, Jeremy Wheat, Kelvin Hall, and Taraji Ford. Okay, four young men from Atlanta, South Fulton, Georgia. I don't know if South Fulton is Atlanta, so all of our ATL listeners don't get mad at me talking about South Fulton. Uh, I don't know if South Fulton is Atlanta or not. I don't know. Apologies <laughs> if I let you down, Amaretta. But these four men were arrested in an Atlanta housing community for squatting in a house. Now, here's the thing about squatting. I have grace for squatters who actually need housing. The definition of squatting is the action of occupying an abandoned or unoccupied area of land or a building, usually residential, that the squatter does not own. I mean, look, we know the homeless crisis in America is out of control, and some people simply can't afford to pay rent because inflation is through the roof. That's why folks get so pissed off when they see America sending you know, hundreds of millions of dollars, billions of dollars to other countries. You know, God bless Ukraine, Israel, Palestine. Do what you have to do, America, to keep global stability all over the world. But can you take care of home first? We got money for war, but can't feed the poor, said Tupac Shakur. Okay, hate to break it to you, but the American foreign policy uh, priority is not the average American American's priority. Okay? Really hard for some folks to care about what's going on in other countries when they can't even eat here, when they can't even afford housing here. So once again, America, do what you got to do to keep global stability. But could you also take care of home first, okay? Take care of home because in our home, some people don't even have a home to go to. But here's the thing. There needs to be some rules and conditions for squatters. If you're a squatter, you are doing something illegal. It might be something illegal we can understand. Okay, like I said, if you can't afford housing, we get it. To a certain extent, because some squatters are just folks who didn't pay their rent. And even in some of those cases, I can understand because times get hard. OK, I just told you all that people lose their jobs, can't afford to pay bills. I get it. But the only thing I would tell squatters is if you a squatter, you got to act like one. OK, you can't be in the house acting like you own the joint simply because you don't. But these four squatters in Atlanta didn't get the memo. 
Okay? Mm-hmm. <laughs> they didn't get the memo that they might need to lay low. Let's go to WSB-TV for the report, please. People who live in the Daxton Reserve community say they've lost plenty of sleep the last four months because of the nightmare neighbors in this home. A lot of partying. They had a um, illegal strip club on the weekends. They say there was piles of trash at the home. People there raced in the streets. They say the air often reeked of marijuana. There was sporadic gunfire and horses. They would get a Live horses. One day <laughs> they had live horses. They say they complained to police, but nothing happened. <laughs> then Sunday morning, neighbors watched as a SWAT team marched toward the home. They brought the gun. Officers went inside and one by one. That's number four. Arrested four people. There was a uh, weapon, a stolen weapon that was recovered from the residence. Police say the home was a mess inside. Neighbors say they learned squatters lived here. They say it took police a while, but they are extremely happy their sleepless nights are over. We were out walking this morning. We all looked at each other like, oh, my God, we finally had a good night's sleep. (laughs) Four squatters in Atlanta. They were called the neighbors from hell. Okay, the neighbors said that the yard reeked of marijuana. They were random gunshots. They ran an alleged script club on weekends. Street raced up and down the street. Uh, occasionally had live horses Yo. roaming the yard. <laughs> we just need to get to it. You want to play a game of Guess What Race It Is? Sure. <laughs> Hit the intro, man. Yo. <laughs> All right. Four oh. squatters in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Okay. They were called the neighbors from hell. I just told y'all. They said the yard reeked of marijuana. Random gunshots. They ran an alleged script club on the weekend. Street raced up and down the street and occasionally had live horses roaming the yard. DJ Envy. Guess yeah. What Race It Is? I'm going white. Okay. They said the horse. Live horses. Live right? horses made me think of, you know, white yeah. country and white people. Yahoo! I can yeah. see why you say that. Well, you, I see yeah, one of them. Yeah. I can see why you say that. Uh, Jess Hilarious, four squatters in Atlanta. They were called the neighbors from hell. They said the yard reeked of marijuana. Said there was random gunshots. They ran an alleged script club on weekends. Street raced up and down the street. And occasionally had live horses roaming the yard. Jess Hilarious, guess what race it is! Ah, <sighs> Mexican. Mexican? Okay. <laughs> Okay. 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 BJMV says. Can I ask her that? Why? Why? No, don't ask her. Okay. Don't ask him. Don't ask him. Please don't ask him. Don't ask him. We don't need to follow up. All right. Uh, BJMV, you said white. Yes. Larry said uh, Mexican. I want y'all both to know. Let me show y'all the picture first. Before we show y'all the picture, I want y'all both to know that you both are absolutely wrong. Oh, my God. You're okay. black? No, they are not black. Oh. This is pure, uncut. Unapologetic nigga. Oh Man. my god. <laughs> I didn't even want to put that on as live horses. I really don't even that want to say the N word so anymore. Surprising for me. That is so surprising. I don't want to say the N word no more, but I couldn't even finish the story if I didn't. Okay. Yeah. This is why all the money going to foreign countries. When Dave Chappelle and Rick James <laughs> uttered these words right here. Yeah. They said another gave you niggas money. Somebody vowed to never make that mistake again. Somebody in a high place somewhere said, now nah, you listen to Rick James. I mean, Dave Chappelle. I mean, Dave Chappelle as Rick James. We not giving these niggas money anymore because look how they act when they don't have nothing. Imagine how they going to act when they do. And clearly, these young brothers had money. They just didn't want to spend it on housing. Yeah. <laughs> okay? They wanted to spend it on everything but rent. They wanted to spend it on live horses and strippers on the weekend. It was only a matter of time. Before they got them some podcast mics. If you ask me, <laughs> if you ask me, the SWAT team infiltrated at the right time because I'm telling you, the half a homeless homies podcast was on the way. Yo. The moral of the story is defund niggas. All right. Oh my Please God. Please let Remy Ma give the Anthony Maddox, Jeremy Wheat, Kelvin Hall, and Taraje Ford the biggest hee haw. Hee haw, hee haw, you stupid motherfucker.
Are you dumb? I'm shocked. Mm. Yo, no, I no, am no. too. I'm still in disbelief over here. Like, yeah, not like mm. a vape. You turned a vape into an amusement park? Mm. A vape? Mm. A vacant house. Oh, yeah. okay. Mm -hmm. I was like, vacant. Oh, what the that's, vacant? Why, that's why I be asking, are you black? Like, how <laughs> did you not know what a vacant is? Oh, my God. I just want you to know behind the scenes, I had to show Jess Hilarious at least 30 pictures of, of me as a kid. If you got to show 30 pictures to prove you black, you yes. ain't black. Yes. Okay. Just asked everybody in this building yesterday, is Envy really black? Because I had to show. I had to. I am. What are you talking You're about? You're not. You're Dominican. I'm not Dominican. To. I'm black. Yup. He is black. No, he is black. He just showed me a baby picture. And, you know, if his parents wasn't, if his African American parents was not in the picture with him, I would believe your theory that he is adopted because he looked like Alicia Keys <laughs> when he was a baby. <laughs> he did look like Alicia Keys on yep. Cosby Show. He yes, yeah. Remember? Yep. Yep. I remember that when Alicia Keys was on Cosby Show. Yeah. He did Jesus look Christ. just he like just that. Like All right, BT, we'll see you tomorrow. Peace, mm -hmm. BT. Bye, BT. Me no here tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> Me no here. All right, when we come back, 800 585 1051. Will Smith was in Baltimore uh, and he said this oh. uh, when he was talking about his wife. <laughs> Can you, can you love somebody <laughs> forever, yeah. no matter what? <laughs> oh boy, it was like, mm. right? <laughs> I saw you, man. I saw your face. You know, can you show up and love somebody for the rest of your life, even when you don't agree with them? There ain't nobody on earth except you, mommy. You, mommy. My mommy. <laughs> I almost messed up, I almost messed up. Jade is the best friend I have ever had on this planet. I am going to show up for her and support her for the rest of my life. All right, well, let's open up the phone lines. 800-585-1051. So I guess the question is... Could you love uh, somebody no matter what? Can you love somebody no matter what for the rest of their life? That is the question. Even mm. if you don't, agree. you don't agree with them. Correct. Mm. 800-585-1051. Let's discuss. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. It's topic time. Call 800-585-1051 to join into the discussion with The Breakfast Club. Oh. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Jess Hilarious is here. Hey, y'all. And if you're just joining us, we're talking about Will Smith. Uh, they were actually all out. The whole family was out in Baltimore. Uh, of course, Jada Pinkett Smith's book was out, and they were at a book signing. And this is what he said. Can you love somebody forever, no matter what? <laughs> oh, boy, it was like... Mm. <laughs> I saw you, man. I saw your face. You know, can you show up and love somebody for the rest of your life, even when you don't agree with them? There ain't nobody on earth except you, mommy. You, mommy. My mommy. I almost messed up. I almost messed up. Jade is the best friend I have ever had on this planet. I am going to show up for her and support her for the rest of my life. So we're asking 800-585-1051. Can we love somebody uh, no matter what for the rest of their life, even if you don't agree? That is the question. Yes. Start off with you. Jess Hilarious. Hmm. Uh, it, it all is it's dependables. You have, it depends. I don't, uh, 
Because that's such an open-ended question. I mean, because yes, you, I, I do. I can love somebody no mm -hmm. matter what, even if I don't agree with them. But when you're looking at in the Smiths case, oh, you got to really be... I don't know. I, so I don't know. I can't say yes. I can't say no. I don't know. I could I could say yes. You can love somebody. And especially for them, all, they will always be connected, especially because they have two for kids. Sure. They have two children. Yeah. So you can always love somebody. You can always show up for them regardless yeah. of right or wrong. You don't have to be in love with them. Yeah. But you could always show up for somebody. You know what I mean? Say, and you take your parents and your kids out of it because that's a different type of love. Yeah. But in a relationship, yeah, you could always show up for somebody even if uh, whatever, whatever it is that hurts them, you can still show up for them. Yeah. I think so. Well, you know what? I think I'm thinking more so in terms of just intimacy just love your mm -hmm. your love because to be honest that's how I feel about Rome that's how I feel about my baby father mm -hmm. like you would show up him regardless I, no matter what mm -hmm. your brother when I daddy. don't agree with him yep mm -hmm. when I don't agree with him no matter what but if he needs you need you there that's my best friend that yep, yep yeah so you so, can yeah yeah Charlamagne uh yeah there are plenty of people I could love no matter what even if we don't agree um but that doesn't mean I'm going to have a relationship with them. There you, know you go. I mean? That's that, what I think that I was saying. doesn't mean they're going to still be in my life. Right. You know, I can love you from yeah. afar. You know, it's people yeah. that I will love all my life. There's people that I love right now, but mm -hmm. they're not in my life anymore. Well, and, there's and a difference. they never will be. Because he said he'll show up for them, but yeah. you won't show up for those people. No. Show up and support. <laughs> no. Is what he said. No. Yeah, so you won't not. show up for those people. Absolutely. Everybody not. in Baltimore said the same thing when, when Will asked that. <laughs> Everybody knows was like, nah. That's the difference. Is, is showing up for them. <laughs> no, it's, yeah, it's I love them all enough that, that yeah. even though you don't agree, you might have to show up for them. Yeah, I ain't doing all that. Uh -huh. Not for those people, but I mean, there are, there are like, I mean, of course, I mean, God forbid, it'll never happen. But if there was, if that was like my wife, I'm all, I would always be there for regardless, my wife. Regardless, that's what I'm yeah, saying. Regardless of what it is, yeah. you're gonna show up for. Yeah, regardless. Yeah, no matter what, what was that little space for? Like, I mean, I mean it's all, like, this is a tough question because you right. never know what bridge you're willing to cross until you get until to that you bridge. Get there. So it's easy to say, "Yeah, I'll be there no matter what," until you get presented with yeah. a scenario. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Right. Like, yeah. you know, you don't know. You might. It's a lot of different scenarios that you'd be like, "Yeah, I love you, but you gotta stay over there with that." Right? You know what I'm saying? Right. Let your new dude, right? You know, handle that business. Yeah. That's all, that's all I'm saying. Mm -hmm. let's, let's go to the phone lines. Hello, who's this? What's going on, brother? This is Leon from Georgia. Leon from Georgia. Talk to me, Leon. Yeah, man. So in, in reference to your question, I'm going through something that's kind of similar. I've uh, been in a marriage for 14 years, and uh, I believe that it has to come to a point where you walk away, but you can still love them from a distance. That's right. I think it's a it's a toxic thing that we've been taught in our community, like just hold on regardless of what it looked like and mm -hmm. what it feel like. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times it's to our detriment, man. So... In some situations, you just got to love them from a distance. I don't have to tear them down, right. but I have to understand that if it's breaking me down, I can't keep staying in the same place. That's right. Mm -hmm. I got you. Thank you, brother. Hello, who's this? Hey, good morning. Peace and blessings. How you doing today? Hey, Sean Stone. What's up, brother? I'm good, brother. I want to chime in on the topic. Good morning, Jeff. Good morning, Sean. Go ahead. Good morning, Charla. Peace, King. I'm in this loud-ass truck, so I had to turn it off real quick. Yeah, I think Will Smith be tripping, man. I don't want to really talk on their relationship like that, but I don't really feel like you could have unconditional love with somebody when they continue to play you out. You know what I mean? See, that's the thing. Yeah. We don't know what their conversations are behind the scenes. You know what I mean? We, we're just but assuming, but they, they might be comfortable we'll talking about this. We're taking out of them, though. What Sean, is saying, what Sean is saying is true because... You can have unconditional love for a person, but that don't mean you still got to deal with that person. I can love you. I just ain't got to deal with you. Yeah, yeah, but take, yeah, it, take it out of Will Smith and your relationship. 
<laughs> right now, Will Smith. Will, yo, pause, pause. Yeah. But listen, man, you had this girl, this lady sit down at the red turf table talk, talking about August blowing her back out, right? Yeah, That's yeah. for your relationship, man. And if I was in Will Smith's shoes. I would not stay with Jada, man. But I you, but time out, time out. You, but hey, that's a great point. You not Will Smith. Like you, mm, I don't I know, know if you, that. Sean. I don't know if you've ever been in love. You might be in love with a person, of course, who made a mistake. Just like a man might make a mistake. You want that woman to forgive you. You might be willing to forgive yes. that woman if you really yes. love her. But yes. we don't know who's who, who's Hold Will on. Smith was. He, he might have been blowing somebody back out too. Most like you don't know what their relationship was about. That's all I'm saying. They might have an open relationship. Charlamagne, we do make mistakes, and we should give each other grace. But when mistake and mistake after mistake and come yeah, on, bro, mistake. at he some point your grades gonna run out. Once. That is true. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. What's that, well, babe? I want to say this real quick. Mm. You know that guy don't like you that called up on the radio show. He wish he was you. Who are you talking Trash. about? Oh. He wish it was you, Jeff. The guy he earlier. Wish. Yes. Yes. He wish he was you. He be hating on you on him, the low. Him for and real. got beef. Oh, they, oh, okay. Yeah, no, so I'm, no, I'm yes. Team Sean. He really yeah. don't like you. He don't like you, Chad. He, he told, he told me. I, I can hear it all in his voice that he don't like me. But yeah, Chad don't, don't like girls, <laughs> Sean. Uh, that's what's up. But you could, you could compliment Jess on doing her thing on the radio show. If Charlamagne Envy gave you an opportunity to come up on the Breakfast Club and you co-host, don't be saying that Jess and Jason Lee's your daughter and your son. Come on, be appreciative of the opportunity. And you he's wacky. You're that. right. Trav. Go check me out too Sean Stone TV on, on YouTube I ain't no Trav said right. that Cause that really did hurt my feelings Now that he bring it up Did he hurt your feelings? Mm. Sean got a whole transcript Of what Trav said yeah. Jesus <laughs> Right Thank 800 585 The question is Can you love somebody Regardless For the rest of their life Regardless of, of How you feel about them Or what they do That is the question Correct? Yeah No matter what Okay We'll take your calls It's the Breakfast Club Good morning It's topic time Call 800-585-1051 to join into the discussion with The Breakfast Club. Talk about it. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Jess Hilarious. Now, if you're just joining us, we were talking about Will Smith. He was in Baltimore yesterday with Jada Pinkett Smith and the whole family talking about uh, their book. And he had this to say. So we're asking 800-585-1051. Could you? Could you love somebody regardless for the now, rest of their life? I'm missing something in all of this because... I don't know what all the stipulations are with love. When y'all just talk about the feeling of love, yes, I can love a person, but that don't mean I got to deal with you. But he also says show up for him. Oh, okay, see, that's the part I miss. That I'm not doing. Mm -hmm. But but then it's a, it, to me, it's a case-by-case -case basis. It's some yeah. it's people that I genuinely love right now who not in my life no more, but I ain't showing up for You ain't showing up for yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Love you from afar. Same. You got to handle that. It's the same. Hello, who's this? This is Ash from Detroit. Ashley, what up, though? But, uh, so I was going to comment on the topic about the um, can you stay with somebody if you don't love them or whatever. And I feel like a lot of people get married for stability and not love. Mm -hmm. I was talking to a guy and he said he was married for stability. So he's not necessarily in love with his wife, but they have a home, car, insurance, all that that is required for him to live and required for her to live. And so they stay together. She cooks meals for him. He do work around the house or whatever. He feels like a man's role should be filled in that situation. Mm -hmm. And she fills the role as a woman. And that's how they exist. And they're going to be together forever. Mm. And they're both okay with that. They're both okay with that. Well, they like she, she won't necessarily say it in the way that he says it. 
But she says it in a way that says, I'm not necessarily in love with this man. Like, this is not the man of my dreams. However, this is what he provides. This is what I provide. And this works. Okay. So we have peace in our homes. So the fact that we don't have to worry about certain things financially or with the kids. Or we don't have to worry about where we're going to go. Or we're going to be mm-hmm. or struggle about certain things because we work together. Yeah, so they just settled. Thank you, Mom. For stability. That's just what it was. Hello, who's this? What's going on? Hey, from Billy Rapper Crew. Ace and Billy, talk to us. What up? Hi, hi Jess. Hi, Jess. I got to say that first. How you doing? I'm good. I'm good. But nah, I think women and children get love unconditionally, but but not Jada. Damn. Damn. Why? Got Will looking crazy. Man, could y'all stop I got to understand that <laughs> Will was that guy, bro. He Will was is. that N-word. He still is she that guy. She treated him like he was on stage and Chris slapped him and told him to sit down. Man, can we talk about you? Could you love somebody unconditionally? Stop worrying about Will. Could you love? Could you love somebody unconditionally, no matter what? Yeah, I mean, I could, but you know, relationships is transactional. I mean, it's about how you make each other feel. No, and as not. long as you know, I mean, we make each other feel. What you? I don't. As believe, long as we making each other feel. I don't believe relationships are transactional. Why not? Because I don't like that word transaction. Yeah. Transaction means I give you something and you give me something. That, that's not how I base my relationships. Mm-hmm. I love but, you. But you, you, you got to be realistic at the end of the day, man. A lot of people getting divorced because of transactions. I don't mean monetary reasons. That don't mean I don't love that person, though. I'm just I'm just choosing not to be in this relationship no more. Okay. I, I, I can see that. I can see that. I can see that. But what, well, what's the moral of the story, guys? To me, the moral of the story is stop fumbling good people. Like, if you know a good human's in your corner, cherish that, nurture that. Stop acting like people are disposable and replaceable because I love hard. So mm-hmm. if you're in my life and I grow to love you, I'm going to stand on that. If you do something to me that makes me not stand on that anymore, I'm going to move. going to always love you, but that don't mean I'm going to still be standing here. Mm-hmm. That's all. Mm-hmm. It, that's, why are you looking at me like that? I'm just listening. Oh. <laughs> that's all. <laughs> I'm just listening. <laughs> Why? Well, Jess. <laughs> well, y'all, I just feel Jess. like. Listen. The no, I'm giving you a second because we got Jess with the mess coming up, and I'm giving you a second to know what you're going to talk about. Oh, oh my gosh. Well, I, well, I want to oh. hear her moral of the story, though. Uh, all right. <laughs> um, the moral of the story is <laughs> just. <laughs> no, the more. The, I, I mean, shit, I mean, ooh. Oh, I ain't. I ain't. Okay, Jess with the mess. What See, we yeah, got? I told you. you, you try, I was trying to guide I mean, her into safe, like, it's it's safe zone, and you just let her go. Go ahead. I, the moral of the story is you just don't be with somebody unless you really, really love that person. Like, you can't be sitting there talking about, are you willing to stay with somebody no matter what, no matter what they do? Because I don't care. Jada was looking up like, <laughs> okay. Like, she was looking up like she didn't even agree with what he was saying. I don't care. I don't care. Stop sitting here doing this for these people. Stop. That's why I hold Baltimore like, you pick here? You could have did this in Philly. Why are you talking like this to us? We don't even care. Like, like we know. We see what's going on. Oh, my on. God, man. We know Jada's struggling. Boy, we know we, we should have just went with Jess with the mess. I told you, we should have just with the mess. What we got? More Jada and Will. That's what we got when we come back. You sure? Yeah. I don't there's think more. so. I don't think there's Y'all more. Y'all didn't even read the book. I don't even think there's more. Well, it, don't nobody else need to even read the book. <laughs> All right, we'll get to that next. It's the Breakfast <laughs> The Breakfast Club. It's topic time. Call 800-585-1051 to join into the discussion with The Breakfast Club.
Oh. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Jess Hilarious is here. Hey, y'all. And if you're just joining us, we're talking about Will Smith. Uh, they were actually all out. The whole family was out in Baltimore. Uh, of course, Jada Pinkett Smith's book was out, and they were at a book signing. And this is what he said. Can you love somebody forever, no matter what? <laughs> oh, boy, it was like, mm. <laughs> I saw you, man. I saw your face. You know, can you show up and love somebody for the rest of your life, even when you don't agree with them? There ain't nobody on earth except you, mommy. You, mommy. My mommy. I almost messed up. I almost messed up. Jade is the best friend I have ever had on this planet. I am going to show up for her and support her for the rest of my life. So we're asking 800-585-1051. Can we love somebody uh, no matter what for the rest of their life, even if you don't agree? That is the question. Yes. Start off with you, Jess Hilarious. Hmm. Uh, it, it, it all is it's dependables. You have, it depends. I don't, ah. Uh. Cause that's such an open-ended question. I mean, mm -hmm. cause yes, you, I, I do. I can love somebody mm -hmm. no matter what. Even if I don't agree with them. But when you're looking at in the Smith's case, oh, you got to really be. I don't know. I, so I don't know. I can't say yes. I can't say no. I don't know. I could I could say yes. You can love somebody. And especially for them, they're all, they will always be connected, especially because they have two for kids. Sure. They have two children. Yeah. So you can always love somebody. You can always show up for them regardless yeah. of right or wrong. You don't have to be in love with them. Yeah. But you could always show up for somebody. You know what I mean? Say, and you take your parents and your kids out of it because that's a different type of love. Yeah. But in a relationship, yeah, you could always show up for somebody even if uh, whatever, whatever it is that hurts them, you can still show up for them. Yeah, I think so. Well, you know what? I think I'm thinking more so in terms of just intimacy, just love your mm -hmm. your love. Because to be honest, that's how I feel about Rome. That's how I feel about my baby father. Mm -hmm. Like you would show up him regardless, I, no matter what. Mm -hmm. Your brother, even baby when daddy. I don't agree with him, yep. Mm -hmm. When I don't agree with him, no matter what. But if he needs you, you there. That's my best friend. That yep, yep. yeah. So you so, can, yeah, yeah. Charlemagne. Uh, yeah, there are plenty of people I could love no matter what, even if we don't agree. Um, but that doesn't mean I'm gonna have a relationship with them. There you, know you go, I mean? that's that, what I think that I was doesn't saying. mean they're gonna still be in my life, right? You know, I can love you from yeah. afar. You know, it's people yeah. that I will love all my life, there's people that I love right now, but mm -hmm. they're not in my life anymore. Well, and, there's and a difference because he said he'll show up for them, but yeah. you won't show up for those people. No, show up and support, <laughs> no, is what he said. No, yeah, so you won't not. show up for those people, absolutely. Everybody not. in Baltimore said the same thing when, when Will asked that. <laughs> Everybody knows was like, nah. That's the difference. Is, is, is showing up for them. <laughs> no, it's yeah, it's love them enough that, that yeah. even though you don't agree, you might have to show up for them. Yeah, I ain't doing all that. Uh -huh. Not for those people, but I mean, there are, there are like, I mean, of course, I mean, God forbid, it'll never happen. But if there was, if that was like my wife, I'm all, I would always be there for regardless, my wife. Regardless, that's what I'm yeah, saying. Regardless of what it is, yeah. you're going to show up for. Yeah. yeah, regardless. Right, no matter what, what was that little space for? Like, I mean, I, I mean it's all, like, this, this is a tough question because you right. never know what bridge you're willing to cross until you get until to that you bridge. Get there. So it's easy to say, "Yeah, I'll be there no matter what," until you get presented with yeah. a scenario. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Right. Like, yeah. you know, you don't know. You might. It's a lot of different scenarios that you'd be like, "Yeah, I love you, but you gotta stay over there with that." Right? You know what I'm saying? Right. Let your new dude, right? You know, handle that business. Yeah. That's all, that's all I'm saying. Mm -hmm. let's, let's go to the phone lines. Hello, who's this? What's going on, brother? This is Leon from Georgia. Leon from Georgia. Talk to me, Leon. Yeah, man. So in, in reference to your question, I'm going through something that's kind of similar. I've uh, been in a marriage for 14 years, and uh, 
I believe that it has to come to a point where you walk away, but you can still love them from a distance. That's right. I think it's a it's a toxic thing that we've been taught in our community, like just hold on regardless of what it looked like and mm-hmm. what it feel like. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times it's to our detriment, man. So in some situations, you just got to love them from a distance. I don't have to tear them down, right. but I have to understand that if it's breaking me down, I can't keep staying in the same place. That's right. Mm-hmm. I got you. Thank you, brother. Hello, who's this? Hey, good morning. Peace and blessings. How you doing today? Hey, Sean Stone. What's up, brother? I'm good, brother. I want to chime in on the topic. Good morning, Jeff. Good morning, Sean. Go ahead. Good morning, Charlotte. Peace, King. I'm in this loud-ass truck, so I had to turn it off real quick. Yeah, I think Will Smith be tripping, man. I don't want to really talk on their relationship like that, but I don't really feel like you could have unconditional love with somebody when they continue to play you out. You know what I mean? See, that's the thing. Yeah. We don't know what their conversations are behind the scenes. You know what I mean? We're we just well, assuming, AP, but they, they might be comfortable we'll talking about this. Them, what, Sean is saying, what Sean is saying is true because you can have unconditional love for a person, but that don't mean you still got to deal with that person. I can love you. I just ain't got to deal with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah but take, yeah, it, take it out of Will Smith and, and your relationship. <laughs> right now, Will Smith. Pause. I will. Yo, pause. pause. Yeah. But listen, man. You had this girl, this lady sit down at the red turf table talk, talking about August blowing her back out, right? Yeah, That's yeah. For your relationship, man. And if I was in Will Smith's shoes. I would not stay with Jada, man. But I you, but time out, time out. You, but hey, that's a great point. You not Will Smith. Like you, mm-hmm. I don't know, I know if you, that. Sean. I don't know if you've ever been in love. You might be in love with a person, of course, who made a mistake. Just like a man might make a mistake. You want that woman to forgive you. You might be willing to forgive yes. that woman if you really yes. love her. But yes. we don't know who was who, who was Hold Will on. Smith was. He, he might have been blowing somebody back out too. Most like you don't know what their relationship was about. That's all I'm saying. They might have an open relationship. Charlamagne, we do make mistakes, and we should give each other grace. But when mistake and mistake after mistake and come yeah, on, bro, mistake. at he, some point he, your grace gonna run out. Once. That is true. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. What's that, well, I want to say this real quick. Mm. You know that guy don't like you that call up on the radio show. He wish he was you. Who are you talking Try. about? Oh. He wish it was you, Jeff. The guy he earlier. Wish. Yes. Yes, he wish he was you. He be hating on you on him, the low. Him for and real. got beef. Oh, they, oh, okay. No, yeah, I'm, no, I'm yes. Team Sean. He really yeah. don't like you. He don't like you, Jeff. He, he told, he told me. I, I can hear it all in his voice that he don't like me. But yeah. Trav don't, don't like girls, <laughs> Sean. Uh, that's what's up. But you could com- you could compliment Jess on doing her thing on the radio show. If Charlamagne Envy gave you an opportunity to come up on the Breakfast Club and you co-host, don't be saying that Jess and Jason Lee is your daughter and your son. Come on. Be appreciative of the opportunity. And you he's whack You're that. right. Trav. Go check me out too Sean Stone TV on, on YouTube I ain't no Trav said right. that Cause that really did hurt my feelings Now that he bring it up Did he hurt your feelings? Mm. Sean got a whole transcript Of what Trav said yeah. Jesus <laughs> Right Thank 800-585-1051 you. The question is Can you love somebody Regardless For the rest of their life Regardless of, of How you feel about them Or what they do That is the question Correct? Yeah No matter what Okay We'll take your calls It's the Breakfast Club Good morning In the pressure cooker of the NBA playoffs, there's no room to fake it. When the NBA championship is on the line, every pass, every shot, and every dribble is immediately, undeniably consequential. The playoffs are the time for the real. Real stakes, real emotions, real sweat, real blood, and real tears. Trust me, I know what it takes to bring home a championship ring. The regular season is tough, but these games are a completely different level. Now is the time when legacies are made. The best team will bring home the Larry O'Brien Trophy and add their name to basketball history. Will we see a battle between marquee franchises or will we see a new champion crowned?
Which teams will rise from the chaos? Which teams will conquer? Which team is going to make this year their year? These are the moments of unscripted, pure entertainment that only happen on the hardwood. You've waited all season for this. It's time to take it to the next level. Don't miss one minute of the action. Tune into the NBA playoffs on ESPN and ABC. Seeing our communities grow and thrive is something we care deeply about here at Black Tech Green Money. State Farm Insurance also cares about the growth of black communities. They're actively investing in programs and initiatives that help provide financial literacy, give early career advice, and grow black-owned businesses, thus leading to generational wealth, which helps protect the future of our communities. We want to build a future that we all can be proud of. State Farm understands that representation alone doesn't equate to authenticity. It also requires active sponsorship of programs like the AXO, a year-long program that recognizes and rewards high school students for their academic and cultural achievements along with funding programs like Project Ready, a national urban league program committed to educational achievement of black and brown youth that has awarded over $11 million in scholarship offers to date. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities and can have a long-lasting impact. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. If you're looking for the most epic place on earth, let's start at the base of a massive waterfall. Then trek through the thick jungle. Then climb to the peak of a snowy mountaintop. Then once you get there, keep going. Because with intelligent 4x4 and 7 drive modes and a Nissan Pathfinder, the search is the real adventure. Available feature. Intelligent 4x4 cannot prevent collisions or provide enhanced traction in all conditions. Always monitor traffic and weather conditions. We're welcoming a new show to iHeart and the DraftKings YouTube channel. It's called Point Game with John Wall and CJ Teledano. It's an insider's look at the NBA and the coaches surrounding the league. Every week, the five-time All-Star and the number one pick in the 2010 NBA Draft, John Wall, will give us his unique perspective on the hottest topics in the league and tell the best behind-the-scenes stories from his time in the NBA. CJ will be bringing his A-list comedian buddies to keep it light and fire off some hoop takes. Plus, John will be inviting current and former NBA players, friends, and teammates to join the show as well to give their unfiltered accounts of what really goes on in the league from a player's perspective. So check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Teledano on the iHeartRadio app, the DraftKings YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Don't miss the new docuseries Black Twitter, a people's history from Onyx Collective and Hulu. Based on the Wired cover story by Jason Parham and directed by Princess Penny, executive producer of Insecure Black Twitter, a people's history tells the story of how black voices found a new home online and blossomed into a force for change while laying down some hilarious tweets along the way. If you were there for Meet Me in Temecula or Thanksgiving Clapback, you need to see this series. If you weren't there, time to dive in. Watch how Black Lives Matter grew and gained force because of the voices on Black Twitter, bringing these issues to the forefront like never before. From the memes to the movements, see how this powerful community shapes culture, society, and politics. Black Twitter, a people's history, is now streaming on Hulu. It's topic time. Call 800-585-1051 to join into the discussion with The Breakfast Club. Let's talk about it. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Jess Hilarious. Now, if you're just joining us, we were talking about Will Smith. He was in Baltimore yesterday with Jada Pinkett Smith and the whole family talking about uh, their book. And he had this to say. So we're asking 800-585-1051. Could you? Could you love somebody regardless for the rest of their life? I'm missing something in all of this because... I don't know what all the stipulations are with love. When y'all just talk about the feeling of love, 
Yes, I can love a person, but that don't mean I got to deal with you. But he also says show up for him. Oh, okay, see, that's the part I missed. That I'm not doing. Mm-hmm. But but then it's a, to me, it's a case-by-case case basis. There's some yeah. there's people that I genuinely love right now who are not in my life no more, but I ain't showing up for You ain't showing up for Yeah. Them. You know what I mean? Yeah. Love you from same. afar. You got to handle that. It's the same. Hello, who's this? This is Ash from Detroit. Ashley, what up, though? But, uh, so I was going to comment on the topic about the um, teen story with somebody if you don't love them or whatever. And I feel like a lot of people get married for stability and not love. Mm-hmm. I was talking to a guy and he said he was married for stability. So he's not necessarily in love with his wife, but they have a home, car, insurance, all that that is required for him to live and required for her to live. And so they stay together. She cooks meals for him. He do work around the house or whatever. He feels like a man's role should be filled in that situation. Mm-hmm. And she fills the role as a woman. And that's how they exist. And they're going to be together forever. Mm. And they're both okay with that. They're both okay with that. Well, they she, like- she won't necessarily say it in the way that he says it. But she says it in a way that says, I'm not necessarily in love with this man. Like, this is not the man of my dreams. However, this is what he provides. This is what I provide. And this works. So we have peace in our home for the self-same fact that we don't have to worry about certain things financially or with the kids or we don't have to worry about where we're going to go or we're going to be or struggle about certain things because we work together. Yeah, so they just settled. Thank you, Mom. Stability. That's just what it was. Hello, who's this? Mm. What's going on? It's Ace and Billy Rapper Crew. Ace and Billy, talk to us. What up? Hi, hi Jess. Hi, Jess. I got to say that first. How you doing? I'm good. I'm good. But nah, I think women and children get love unconditionally, but but not Jada. Dang, Dang. why? Wow. Got Will looking crazy. Because y'all stop. I got to understand that <laughs> Will was that guy, bro. He Will was is. that N word. He still is She's that guy. She treated him like he was on stage and Chris slapped him and told him, sit down. Man, can we talk about you? Could you love somebody unconditionally? Stop worrying about Will. Could you love? Could you love somebody unconditionally, no hmm. matter what? Yeah, I mean, I could, but you know, relationships is transactional. You know what I mean, it's about how you make each other feel. No, and as not. long as you know what I mean, we make each other feel. What you? I don't. As believe, long as we making each other feel. I don't believe relationships are transactional. Why not? Because I don't like that word transaction. Yeah. Transaction means I give you something and you give me something. That, that's not how I base my relationship. Mm-hmm. I love but, you. But you, you, you got to be realistic at the end of the day, man. A lot of people getting divorced because of transactions. I don't mean monetary reason. That don't mean I don't love that person, though. I'm just, I'm just choosing not to be in this <laughs> relationship no more. Okay. I, I, I can see that. I can see that. I can see that. Well, what's the moral of the story, guys? To me, the moral of the story is stop fumbling good people. Like, if you know a good human's in your corner, cherish that, nurture that. Stop acting like people are disposable and replaceable because I love hard. So mm-hmm. if you're in my life and I grow to love you, I'm going to stand on that. If you do something to me that makes me not stand on that anymore, I'm going to move. going to always love you, but that don't mean I'm going to still be standing here. Mm-hmm. That's all. Mm-hmm. That's, why are you looking at me like that? I'm just listening. Oh. <laughs> that's all. <laughs> Look at I'm me with a sense listening. of disgust. <laughs> Like, why? Well, Jess. <laughs> Yo, I just feel Jess. like... Listen, the, No, I'm giving you a second because we got Jess with the mess coming up and I'm giving you a second to know what you're going to talk about. Oh, oh my gosh. gosh. Well, I want to uh, hear her moral of the story, though. Uh, all right. <laughs> um, the moral of the story is <laughs> just... <laughs> no, the moral... The, I, I mean, shit, I mean, ooh. Oh, I ain't, I ain't... Okay, Jess with the mess. What See, we got? Yeah, I, told you, you said, you try, I was trying to guide I mean, her into the safe, like, safe zone, and you just let her go. Go ahead. 
<sighs> I, the moral of the story is you just don't be with somebody unless you really, really love that person. Like, you can't be sitting there talking about, are you willing to stay with somebody no matter what, no matter what they do? Because I don't care. Jada was looking up like, <laughs> okay. Like, she was looking up like she didn't even agree with what he was saying. I don't care. I don't care. Stop sitting here doing this for these people. Stop. That's why I hold Baltimore like, you pick here? You could have did this in Philly. Why are you talking like this to us? We don't even care. Like, like we know. We see what's going oh my on. God, man. We know Jada's struggle. You know we know. We, we should have just went with Jess with the mess. I told you. We should have just went Jess with the mess. What we got? More Jada and Will. That's what we got when we come back. Wait, you sure? Yeah. I don't there's think more. so. I don't think there's Y'all more. Y'all didn't read the book. I don't even think there's more. Well, it, don't nobody else need to even read the book. <laughs> All right. We'll get to that next. It's The Breakfast <laughs> The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Charlemagne the Guy, Jess Hilarious. And shout out to Malcolm Gladwell for stopping by. And don't forget, check out his podcast, Revisionist History. And you can check out the full interview on our free iHeartRadio app. You can download it now. One of my favorite podcasts, man. I love Revisionist History. It's one of those podcasts that you listen to, and then you end up having a bunch of random facts in your head. Mm-hmm. Like, you'll be like, yo, you know why McDonald's French fries taste different? It's because, mm. you know, back in the day, they used to fry them in uh, this, this, the fat. I can't remember what it's called, the technical term for it. But they used to fry it in fat. That's mm. why McDonald's fries used to taste different. And then so they started frying better. it in vegetable oil. Now uh, Because people, same. I think people sued or something yep. like that. Yeah. Yeah, they don't okay, taste I need same. to listen to it again. But the moral of the story mm. is, Revisionist History is a great podcast. Mm. Yes, so you not, did not know the fact that you just was trying to spit. Somebody no. said lard. Lard. Was oh, it lard? lard. They said it was, I guess, it lard. One yeah. of the producers said. I don't know if it was lard, but boy, it tasted good. Yes, yeah. you're going to be in Detroit. Yes, November 7th, 8th, and 9th at Punchline. Y'all get y'all tickets. That's a midweek show. Like, they, these are midweek shows. I'm doing a pop-up, working on some new stuff, getting ready for my El Special. So I'm going to do it in Detroit. This, I mean, uh, November 7th through 9th at Punchline. Go to JessHilariousOfficial.com Yes, to get the tickets Or you can go to Punchline.com But definitely Go over to my website JessHilariousOfficial.com And also order your Doctor Who While you over there Because we extended The 50 What is it, London? The 50% off sale It was her idea Not mine But 50% off uh, All my fitness gear Shop Doctor Who Y'all need to do that Go to my website Oh, that's fitness gear Yes, fitness gear London is wearing it right now That's crazy This whole time I thought You was advertising glasses I mean, I, I know, oh, I, I have that too. Messy I vision. know you got those, but I yes. thought those were glasses commercials. Oh my god! I didn't realize that. I just thought you was wearing no spandex or whatever it is. No, 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 no. That's that's really good. That's really good that you thought that. Would you like out? You like outfit? I do. He needs one. Outfit. Okay. No, my wife would love that. Yes. Oh my god. Yes. Yes. And she's fit, athletic. Yes. So yes, that you would be for good. Charlamagne size too. He's about uh, a large. Definitely. Come on, yeah. I'm the thickest person in this room. He's a large. I'm the thickest nigga in this room. His backside. Okay. He got he got big hips. And yeah, and ass, yeah. and you got yeah. no ass. Them little and glutes is tight. No, no, and you got no ass. Them glutes is no, no jacked ass. up. That's there. right. No I ass. see that. You know what I'm saying? You stop no hitting ass. them squats. Waist slim, ass fat. What's up? <laughs> yes. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. I'm so done with y'all, Charlene and Envisha. I am done. All right. When we come back, we got a positive note. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Charlemagne the God, Jess Hilarious. We are the Breakfast Club. It's time for the positive note. That's right. Uh, and the positive note is simply this, man. Never be in a hurry. Okay? Do everything quietly and in a calm spirit. Do not lose your inner peace for anything whatsoever, even if your whole world seems upset. Mm. Y'all have a great day. Breakfast Club, bitches! Y'all finished or y'all done? 
In the pressure cooker of the NBA playoffs, there's no room to fake it. Every pass, shot, and dribble is immediately consequential. The playoffs are the time for the real. Real stakes, real emotions, real sweat, blood, and tears, real legacies. Which teams will rise from the chaos? Which teams will conquer? Which team is going to make this year their year? You already know when and where to find these moments of unscripted, pure entertainment. Don't miss one minute of the action. Tune into the NBA playoffs on ESPN and ABC. Don't miss the new docuseries, Black Twitter, a people's history from Onyx Collective and Hulu. Based on the Wired cover story by Jason Parham and directed by Princess Penny, executive producer of Insecure, Black Twitter. A people's history tells the story of how black voices found a new home online and blossomed into a force for change while laying down some hilarious tweets along the way. If you were there for Meet Me in Temecula or Thanksgiving Clapback, you need to see this series. If you weren't there, time to dive in. Watch how Black Lives Matter grew and gained force because of the voices on Black Twitter, bringing these issues to the forefront like never before. From the memes to the movements, see how this powerful community shapes culture, society, and politics. Black Twitter, a people's history, is now streaming on Hulu. State Farm Insurance knows that understanding and investing in our cultural identity is paramount in protecting our future. We know what it's like to go from nothing to something, to wish that we had better financial literacy when we were younger. Luckily, State Farm is here to help. With funding programs like Project Ready, which is committed to education achievement and has already awarded over $11 million in scholarship offers to black and brown youth since 2021. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. If you're looking for the most epic place on Earth, let's start at the base of a massive waterfall. Then trek through the thick jungle. Then climb to the peak of a snowy mountaintop. Then once you get there, keep going. Because with intelligent 4x4 and 7 drive modes and a Nissan Pathfinder, the search is the real adventure. Available feature. Intelligent 4x4 cannot prevent collisions or provide enhanced traction in all conditions. Always monitor traffic and weather conditions. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts.